0: Hello and welcome back to the StatCast. Uh, I'm Sam Greeman with uh, Harrison Freeman by my side, and we're also joined by Daniel Moltz. Uh We're going to talk about the MLB season. and um
1: but, but first, Daniel, uh, the other day, was the radio host, radio co-host for the Be- the Beanpot, which BU was in. BU came very close to winning that game. It was a very interesting one. Daniel, why don't you start talking about it a little bit?
2: Well, yeah, so I got to broadcast both the men's and women's Beanpot Championship games this past week, and obviously, if you're a BU sports fan, it's got to be heartbreaking, especially in the men's game, considering how the game seemed to completely change directions, whether, you know, momentum favoring one team or another from period to period. It was all BU after the first, then Northeastern scores four unanswered goals in the second, BU gets power play goal two minutes in to the third period, and then they tie it up with 1.2 seconds left to close it. So BU's energy can't be higher. But you, then you, I we have to
1: say this because Daniel wasn't in the crowd. You literally couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear
0: anything because
1: the crowd was so loud. Because everyone was just yelling at the absolute top of their lungs.
0: Absolutely,
2: there was a crowd of over 17,000 people in TD Garden for that game. So. You, you you gotta you definitely understand that. And then after the five-minute overtime when BU couldn't score, I, Northeastern
0: I got... that part. I just don't get it. It's like oh, no, nobody. nobody's going to score in five no, minutes. Not, not, it's not
2: even that. It's the Everyone's the, tired. There's no break. Well, it's actually not even that that bothers me. You're bo- both very valid points. It also but, kills momentum. But the, the point is that after that five-minute overtime, they get a full intermission and come back for a 20-minute second overtime, but the stats don't count. Yeah. The NCAA stops recording stats after that five minute overtime. So actually Technically n- we got a point. Yeah. Technically we did get a point. Neither beanpot game or both beanpot games, I should say, ended in ties. But man. It was an unbelievable fight. Obviously if you're a Terriers fan, as I said, it, it's a heart it's heartbreaking to watch. Your team put up such valiant comeback efforts against teams that, in most people's eyes, were better than the Terriers. They beat number 4 Boston College in men's to get to the finals.
1: In double overtime. In double
2: overtime. So the Huskies didn't seem like any greater of a challenge. And they put up one heck of a fight, but again, a little bit inconsistent. And then in the women's beanpot, as somebody who's covered that team much more closely all season long... Northeastern's first line in women's hockey might be the best in the country. It's certainly the best in Hockey East, not to take away from BU's because BU has very has a lot of very, very talented players of their own, but not quite to the caliber of some of Northeastern's. So the fact that that game followed the men's game in so many ways in it such an eerie a fashion. Copy. It was yeah. It was nearly a carbon copy. The Terriers were trailing by one goal at the end of the third. They tied it up with 22 seconds left. Then the game went to double overtime, and the Huskies won on a power play. So,
1: Are we going to talk about uh, the power play that the Huskies uh, scored on in double overtime to win the game? Which one? The the, the power play they scored on in double overtime to win the game in the men's
2: game. Oh, in the men's game. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's the one thing that you really don't want to see, especially at the collegiate level. And in a non-conference game like this, officiating should not become the story of the game. And with the the tripping call on on Patrick Harper, it just seemed like it was.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, when, this might be just a fan perspective, but you see a Northeastern guy skating up the ice, BU guys a little behind him, and then the Northeastern guy just falls, and then the refs that like. Northeastern retains possession, so there's like maybe 20 seconds where everyone in the BU side and also the players realize what's about to happen. They realize that they just got absolutely slaughtered on a penalty that shouldn't exist, and everyone else is already starting to complain, and then when it actually happens, everyone just went kind of crazy. Yeah. It's the kind of thing you really hope as a ref doesn't actually end up deciding the game, or at least I hope you do it, unless you actually thought it was a legitimate penalty, which it really wasn't. So, I don't know. That's a real heartbreaker to end on. But, I don't know. I'd rather end up mad about the game and think that we still deserved it than say, you know what, the other team was better. They deserved it. So, maybe that's the kind of game you really want it to be. I don't know.
2: At the end of the day, it was an unbelievable fight between two arch rivals in both games. And, as I said... BU fans are not going to be happy that Northeastern swept the Beanpots this year, but if you're just a hockey fan and an appreciator of a good game when you see it, then you'll know that you witnessed probably the t- the best year of Beanpot Championship games maybe ever.
1: Well, that's nice to hear, especially when you win, but uh, I don't know how who from Northeastern listens to this pod.
0: Yeah, um, we could go on about that for a while because, you know, it was it was not the right call but i guess we we're going to talk about some mlb over under wind projections um but you know
1: yeah there are, most people who listen to this pod do not go to boston university so i'm glad you allowed us a little bit to complain but
0: first milo hamilton swinging
3: A glory hole. Yeah. Are we really? Yeah. Well, what, what Are we talk about baseball? What about baseball? the season? It's happening what? soon. Na- Major League, National League, the Astros, the Red Sox. What are we talking about? The we're, talking, we're talking about
1: uh, <laughs> everybody. Projections.
3: Season projections, like uh, how many games do you think the Red Sox are going to win this year? Do you think they're going to break 500? Who is this Oh, no, they'll break 500. I, I think they're probably good for 87. It's ours. Yeah. They're good for 87. They're going to find their way. I can't tell you how they're going to get there right now, but I think they're going to find their way. You think the Yankees are going to win the series? I, mean, I think the Yankees. I would say Yankees-Dodgers. Yankees. I mean, I don't know who else is going to even win 100 games. Though. Oof. I, mean, I don't want a to see that. Well, but I, mean, I think going into this thing, if it all plays out that way, fine. It's a long season. Though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right, who's your, who's your MVP for the American League MVP? Mike Trout. <laughs> okay. National hey.
0: League? Uh, One, Juan Soto.
3: Okay. AL Cy Young?
0: Cy Young. It's I gonna was cold. gonna say Clevenger, but he just cold. got, but he just tore his meniscus. So Garrett I, Cole. Oh yeah, I would say Garrett Cole. Okay,
1: Cole. Man, it's gonna be Betts. Betts versus
0: Walker Bueller. I, I, I wanted to
1: be Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller is gonna be the next Clayton <laughs> Kershaw. Yeah. Okay. At least it seems like it. He's got the he's he's got the stats that he's up with all the main
3: guys. Luis, Luis Castillo. Castillo. What you, want to, what you, what you also wanna think about though is that you got two teams in the Yankees and the Dodgers that, if, again, on paper right now, you'd say it's play the season just tee it up here in the seven game series let him go and see who wins yeah. So yeah. usually in those situations it's not one of them no one, well, one of them it doesn't play. make it one will one won't it could be an injury thing it could be some, some cata- catastrophic failure of the team or something or under performance or something yeah last like year
1: that. you have the ashers and everybody else of the nationals who beat the dodgers
3: right yeah. i see that so we'll be quiet you can have your show but we just i think we just cut a segment here what the hell's wrong with you guys <laughs> <this is> <laughs> okay so cheating scandal. Okay?
1: Any more like to it? Yeah, because their Red Sox are going to be have something to talk about them. Alex and, Cora hasn't
2: been suspended yet.
1: And uh every article I read is like, "Oh, everyone in baseball is doing it." So in the Yankee other fan? Sh- I'm an Astros fan. I'm a Yankee fan. Shame
3: on you. Though. I know. <laughs> the shame, the stain, the shame. <laughs> Wait. You're an Astros fan? You didn't know this? Oh, I thought you were a Cardinals hey, like, fan. If you're not like baseball, you just know you're a fan. There's something wrong with this podcast.
0: <laughs> I have to find a way to keep that in. I have to find some way to keep that in. Tab is the good goat.
1: All right, welcome back to the StatCast. Sam Greenman, Daniel Maltz, and me, Harrison Friedman. We're talking about baseball over unders. We've all got season projections for where we think every team is going to land. And how do you want to start this off, Sam?
0: Um, I have compiled many projections, um, many over-unders that are up to date. Um, Do you mind explaining
1: what over-unders are for those who might not know?
0: those who might not know, over-unders are set set by odds makers uh, to be approximately what they think uh, the number of games a team will win, and people either bet over or under if they think that, oh, the team's going to win more games or the team's going to win fewer games. Than what the line suggests, so it's usually a good way to project and see what is the what is the consensus of how many games this team is going to win. Yeah. Sometimes these over unders are a little bit are way off. Sometimes well sometimes they're way off, but most of the time they're very they're not extreme.
1: Yeah, they try to uh, go more towards the middle. Like it's very rare that you're going to see a team projected to win like hundred two games or something like that. But even though three teams won over 100 last year, and you probably could have guessed at least a couple of them would have, like the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Astros. So they try to be conservative, but there's always money to be made if you really think a team is going to go big, but it's also very hard to win over 100 games, for instance. Or, like, they're not going to project the Orioles to win only, like, 50 games, even though the Orioles might only win 50 games because it's just, like, there's so little room for error. So they try to minimize the... Error that they've got because they don't want to lose money
0: so we're gonna go division by division and we're gonna start with the al east and the new york yankees they over under is 101.5 harrison are you over or under that
1: that's a high number um at the same time though i have them projected to win 103 games this season second most in baseball so i'm gonna say over i th- honestly thought that my number was even a little bit low because i think this is a really stacked yankees team but yeah, I'm going to go over on
2: that. I'm, uh, despite being a Yankees fan, I'm going to take the under on that. I, wow. I Because, in my opinion, as good as the Yankees pitching staff looks, you'll have Severino back for a full season and Tanaka and, of course, Cole. And you still have a lot of those good bullpen arms, but those guys are all a year older. And I think that as good as the Yankees lineup is, there's not a lot of balance in it. It's very, very swing happy, right handed in terms of guys like Gary Sanchez, Luke Voigt, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. Probably the only exception, the only right-handed hitter on the team who doesn't strike out that much is is Gleyber Torres, and even he racks up the Ks at a decent rate. So I still think the Yankees are going to be high 90s. I would say 98 or 99, but 101.5 is is pretty tough. That's asking them to basically do what they did last season.
1: Here's why I disagree with you on that. The Yankees hitting, as good as it was last season, is probably going to stay around the same because they'll have Stanton healthy. They'll have more of their players. You assume. I assume, but I think maybe the 50th percentile state is that at least some of their guys are going to stay healthy. But what I think is more important, and what is honestly more important to a team maintaining uh, just... I don't know, like, long winning streaks throughout the season is their pitching. The Yankees' p- pitching is much improved, and their bullpen, even after they lost Ellen Patances, even though they didn't really have him last year, is still one of the best in the game. And when you can throw that many guys out there just for a series, like, if, you, if you're g- coming into Yankee Stadium and you're facing Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, and everybody in a series, you're just already just counting your losses. It's like, oh, we're not going to win this one. Oh, we probably aren't going to get this one. And so I think the Yankees are kind of the team, they can rattle off like a 15-win streak, or they might even finish a month with maybe three or four losses, and we're going to turn around and be like, oh, how did that happen? It's just that kind of powerhouse, especially in the division they're in, which is relatively weak this year.
2: I certainly hope you're right. I disagree that it's a weak division, but I I certainly hope you're right. But I'm being very cautious with this team. Understandably. Just considering that they basically had to renew their strength and conditioning team and training staff. Because the Yankees clubhouse became an ICU at certain points last season, I, I hope it doesn't happen again. But i hand, foot, and mouth disease. I, I'm taking into account the potential for it to happen again.
0: What about you, Sam? Yeah, no, I'm with Harrison here. I have them. Um, at, I have them at 104, but I agree, I definitely over for me. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't. I think the division as a whole got weaker. It's. Yeah. It's still a very average division in terms of like. I think every team is going to. There's no real race for either team, any team to be in. Yeah. Competing for the next spot up.
1: The only team that's really going to come close to them is the Rays. So I feel like they will be able to coast for at least much of the season, and maybe that also does lead them to only finish like right near the projections because I think they're just such a talented team that they easily have the talent to win 110 games. But with a lot of, we've seen this with. The Astros in, I would say, 2018, they were just so much better than everyone else in the division by a certain point that they kind of just relaxed. They let their foot off the gas because they had five pitchers. through. I think around August, they had only five starters make all of their starts Uh, until maybe August when McCullers got injured and some other guys got hurt for a little bit.
0: Speaking of the Rays, um, their over-under is set at 90.5.
1: I also think that one's low. I have them up for 95 wins. I think this is a really, really good Rays team. Two guys they didn't have for much of last year are Tyler Glassnow and Blake Snell, who are probably the two best pitchers on their team. And when you add those guys to... I'm I'm predicting them to win 95 games, which is a couple fewer than they won last year. They won 96 last year. Yeah, they won 96 last year. I think they're going to be a phenomenal team this year if they stay healthy, which again is a question, maybe more than most teams, but I think they're going to be a really phenomenal pitching team this year, and they're just going to shut a lot of guys down, especially if Charlie Morton can maintain the level that he's been at.
2: Yeah, I just think that that's a lot to ask from a guy like Morton who's had his fair share of injuries over the course of his career, and he's going to be, what, 37 years old next season?
1: He was third in Cy Young voting last year.
2: I know, I'm I'm saying it definitely could happen again, but I, I think I'm also going to take the over on this one. I think the Rays as you said with having Glasnow and Snell back hopefully for a full season that will be a huge help for them and then i think the acquisitions of outfielders like Hunter Renfro and Manny Margot both from the from the Padres those are two solid right-handed bats and Jose Martinez from the Cardinals and the signing of uh first baseman Yoshitomo Tsutsugo they brought in a lot of good bats to that Lineup, and I think it's going to make a team that was underratedly solid at hitting last season even better. They're still going to have Brandon Lau and Yandi Diaz and Austin Meadows. There's a and and Nate Lowe who slugged his way to a couple of heroic moments at the end of last year. So I'm also taking the over. I don't. I think 95 is a bit too much.
0: I would say 91, 92 for them. But yeah, I have them in 92. I, I think that a lot went right for them last year. They're actually projected this year to have the second-best ERA as a team in the majors at about 3.9. That
1: could surprise me. Who's number one, the Dodgers? Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers are going to be a monstrosity this year. It's not going to
0: be fair. Next up is the Red Sox, who are at 85.5.
1: That's an interesting uh, place to put them. I actually have them at 83, so I'm going to take the under on the Red Sox this year. I just don't know if that team is good enough to compete, even compete for the wild card. Last year, they ended up right around the same amount. And they lost Mookie Betts, which is the big one that everyone's going to be talking about. But they also lost David Price. So that's another relatively reliable starting pitcher that you just take away from the team. You add Verdugo. He's not as good as Betts. And you, you added Jeter Downs and some other guy to whose name I don't remember. Connor Wong. Connor Wong. None of those guys are going to help you in pitching. Pitching was a real issue last year, and they never really figured out the bullpen. When your bullpen isn't good enough, that really limits how many games you can just chalk up to. Oh yeah, we're up like six to three in the seventh inning. We've got this one in the bag. So I think the Red Sox are going to lose a lot of close games this year, and just not finish with that great of a record. So I have them at eighty-three.
2: Yeah, I'm also taking the under on this. I'm I would put them at eighty. That's exactly what I have them at. I would put really? them. I would put them at eighty. I, to be honest, I think that. Chris Sale and Eduardo Rodriguez are going to make a very nice one-two punch at the top of that rotation, but Nathan Evaldi's health is still extremely questionable, and as, and as you said, they've done basically nothing to address their bullpen, which was already unbelievably shaky last year, not to mention that their new acquisition, Alex Verdugo, might miss the start of the season with a back injury. So, when you put all that together, and reports of guy, you know, that Jeter Downs is probably not going to be on their opening day roster because he'll be their opening day second baseman probably next year, and they'll have Chavis out there right now. I mean... I think the Red Sox still have one of the best infields in terms of position players. Devers is a fantastic hitter. Bogarts is a great all-around player. Chavis looks decent, and Moreland. They
1: still have JD Martinez. But they still have JD lineup.
2: Martinez. That's right, and and Mitch Moreland's got a little bit of lefty pop in there. I think Boston will do a solid job hitting this season, but I just think that other than those two starters I mentioned, their pitching staff is going to be so much more in shambles yeah. than last season. That Matt Hall is their fifth starter, especially when you consider that we just I talked don't about know who that is I. <laughs> He's a lefty who doesn't who barely touches 90 miles an hour. But like, we Detroit last year. So. We, we you guys especially you two guys have the Yankees over 100. Harrison, you have the Rays at 95. Sam, you and I have them at 92. I mean, if those two projections stay strong, then the Red Sox are gonna have a tough time competing with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think around 500 and is the call here. a Definite under. I mean, I'm i with Daniel. I'm going like. Wildly under. I'm going eighty, because I don't think you I have think, them under five hundred. Yeah, I don't think they can win many games. With, I think three out of only two out of the five games every every rotation period it are like good chances of wins.
1: And the other two, three, you just roll the dice. What's yeah. what's your op- most optimistic scenario for the Red Sox this year? We've talked a lot about the pessimistic. Uh,
0: most optimistic is that. Everybody's healthy and our bullpen is good.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's far fetched. Let's say, let's say Brandon Workman and Matt Barnes actually like are
0: a good one too. Brandon Workman literally held hitters under two hundred, like well under two hundred last yeah. year.
3: Yeah, he was good. Yeah. yeah,
0: he just walked everybody, which you know it happens. But, but let's move Blue Jays seventy four point five.
1: I have them a little bit over. I like the Blue Jays this year. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. I think their hitting is just going to be really good. It's going to be the kind of lineup that's going to keep them in really any games. I mean, of course you have that unfortunate possibility that they hit a complete sophomore slump. But at the same time, I think this might be Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s real breakout year. He's he started heating up a bit at the end of the season. He's had some time to adjust. And guys like Kevon Biggio, Bo Bichette, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., that's going to be a really scary top of the lineup. And even at the same time, I think they're also going to have a really good defense because they have Teoscar Hernandez and Derek Fisher, who they've acquired from the Astros in the past several years. Both of those guys are phenomenal defenders. And even if their other left fielder is Lourdes Goriel Jr., he's, who's perfectly fine there, I think they're just going to be a really well-put-together team. They have Hyunjin Ryu now, which they finally have someone to actually put at the top of their rotation. They have Chase Anderson, Tanner Work, who could be fine. They could be all right. And so I think they have more consistency now. And while it's perfectly, they they, they might not actually go up, make this over, but I feel relatively comfortable projecting them at 78.
2: I would put them right where I put the Red Sox. I would put them at 80. Really, I'm, ta- I'm taking the over. I I think Vladdy Jr. coming to spring training, having dropped a significant amount of weight, is really going to help him at the plate. He's already a solid defender. I like him. I like Kevin Biggio. I think with the additions of those starters that you mentioned, not to mention that they have probably the most exciting pitching prospect in the minors in Nate, Nate Pearson, Pearson. Mr. Oh Mr. 107. Who will probably get called up to the majors at some point this season. And it's not gonna be fair. It's really not. I mean I've seen this I've I've seen him throw. I mean he's got a triple really digit rare. fastball. Now there's clips of him. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I've, no, no, I haven't seen him live. No, but there's there's clips of him hitting a hundred and then dropping that wicked curveball that he's got. It, it it really isn't fair. Not to mention that he's six foot six. Yeah, yeah. Bringing so he bring he brings he combines Araldis Chapman's fastball from the right hand side with Adam Wainwright's curveball. A little that bit of, is. Look, a little bit harder than Ueno's curveball, but the same idea of that. It's got that 12-6 to 6 drop from somebody who's such a massive frame. My one concern for the Toronto Blue Jays is going to be their bullpen. I think Ken Giles had a career-reviving season last year. I
1: think he's good. It's, I don't want to say it's a career-reviving year. I think he was that good. He just had one bad year in the middle of several very, very good years with the Astros.
2: No, he's been—if you look it up, he's been every other year. Every, every good year gets followed up by a not-good year. But I, I, I'm I confident in saying 80. I think that their rotation has a lot of pros in it now. Ryu, Roark, they signed Shun Yamaguchi out of Japan. Not to mention they've got some young guys there, too. I think their starting rotation is going to be good. I think their lineup's going to take a, another step forward as a unit. So I would comfortably say
0: 80 for the Blue Jays. What about you, Sam? I'm right at the prediction. I'm at, like, 75. Yeah? Yeah. I don't... I think that... All of what all of you guys are saying is relying a lot on them actually performing to what we think they can. I think maybe it's going to... I think it's going to take one more year for that full potential that you guys are talking about of Biggio, Bichette, and Vlad to be fully I forgot realized. about Bo
2: Bichette. Yeah. I knew it was a name I was forgetting there.
0: But yeah, I, th- I think th- this year we'll see a step forward, but we won't see a massive step forward. That's fair. I think 75 is about right.
2: Well, I mean... Oh, they yeah they won sixty seven last year so I that's a, that's a reasonable step up is another seven or eight wins Ryu at the top of the rotation
1: Giles uh, as their closer and uh, I think Vlad Junior makes the All Star game this year that's a big projection I get
2: Oh I I also as as much as I just hyped them up I wouldn't put the utmost faith in Hyunjin Ryu I know what he did last year was otherworldly It was
0: spectacular he, But he's not a big whiff guy Yeah
2: he's not a big whiff guy and he He's a guy who who you know lives on command and location, and when you're pitching that much in the strike zone and you're going to have to face a lineup like the Yankees that's full of nothing but swing-happy, power-hitting righties. I mean, Ryu, one of the only times last year he got beat up was when he played the Yankees, and now he might have to face them five times this year. That's true. So, and not to mention the fact that the last time Ryu made this many starts, I was in middle school, so...
1: So that, I think, brings me to one thing I really wanted to talk about as far as a projection for this season. We saw in the playoffs that there were f- much fewer home runs hit than you'd expect. The balls f- flew about, fly balls flew about 15 feet fewer on average. And so what I wa- really wanted to talk about is just maybe a discussion was, do you think that this is going to be sort of a revival year for pitchers? Has MLB fixed the juiced balls?
2: I would certainly hope so. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not fair. To to be quite honest, you know, you want to talk about how the Astros cheating scandal is most definitely not fair in the eyes of everyone, but Jim Crane. Um, but <laughs> the same thing can be said for the juiced balls. It, they're having it, giving the hitters an advantage, is not fair to pitchers. I mean, who's to say? You know, if Mike Bolsinger was pitching in 2019, he might sue the league for why he's not in baseball anymore for giving up eight runs against the Astros. It, it it's ridiculous that. You know, we've been seeing the league home run record getting broken by, you know, 100 150 home runs. And then this past year from 19 to 18, it was broken I think by over 600 home runs.
3: Yeah.
2: Which the it,
1: Twins and the Yankees both broke uh, the team uh record for home runs hit. Exactly. I they they bo- Alonso broke the record that was set 2 years ago by Aaron Judge for a home runs hit by a rookie.
2: Exactly. And and the Yankees and Twins both did something that was never thought to be possible, which was hit 300 home runs as a team. Yeah. And I don't. I, I, I hope they did unjuice the balls because it lowers the value of pitchers and it forces them to just try to throw harder or put too much spin on the ball and do something even more unnatural with their bodies. It causes them to get hurt more. And they're either going to get hurt more, struggle more, or both. And either way, it, it upsets the balance.
1: And that's why I think a pitcher like Ryu stands to benefit from this, because he's the kind of bo- guy who places balls with command and tries uh, putting the ball in the exact right spot, maybe throws some sinker ballers and everything like that. So he's the kind of guy who stands to benefit. I think sinker balls, in general, stand to benefit from the balls being fixed, and I'm really excited to see this season. If someone like Rio, someone like Dallas Keuchel, if they can benefit from... The changed balls. Like, because Dallas Keuchel was dominant just a few years back and then suddenly turned into just another guy. And I think that he's better than... I think Ryu showed showed what he could do, but that was in the National League and the AL is a little bit harder. So I think he has a better chance than normal of retaining how good he was back in
0: Los Angeles. Moving away from that interesting tangent, which... I'd love to talk about more. We will, we will. We will, okay. No. We'll move on to... In, in, in
1: a few pods, I'm going to dive deep into some playoff stats. We'll talk more about this stuff, and but that's our like season storylines.
0: Let's move to America's favorite team, the Baltimore Orioles, at 56.5. Well, I mean,
1: I have them at 50, and I really? think that I might be shooting too high. They're not a very good team. I think they're going to lose 112 games this year. They basically lost their best player last year Jonathan VR for nothing because they didn't want to pay him any money this is the kind of team that is just absolutely taking the hell out of the last few seasons they want to rebuild their entire farm system and I get it they have Mike Elias who has drafted guys like Carlos Correa Alex Bregman but also Mark Appel. but that's another story for another day and so I think the Orioles are just going to be bad they're going to wait on Adley Rushman they won't call him up even though he probably could make the team out of spring training if, the, if they really wanted him to and they're going to lose almost all of their games.
2: I'm also going to take the under on this. I, I'm going to go even lower than that. I'm going to say 47. Wow. Just because I, I think... It's no secret that Baltimore's pitching staff was horrible last year, and that was because it was especially horrible last year because of the juiced balls. So that will get a little bit reduced. But at the same time, the hitters on that team that had breakout seasons may have only had those seasons because of the juiced balls. So those odds are now being swung back to normal. And I think when you put it all together and you look at what this team is looking like for next season, I think there are probably two good players on the Baltimore Orioles. Trey Mancini and and John Means, I think other than the two of them, there is nothing here that tells me that this is a ball club that's ready to contend. I couldn't agree with you more, Harrison. This team is going to finish in dead last. They are not trying to win next year. So I'm going to have them at 47. I think they're going to be the worst team in baseball next year.
1: They have one player on their team, one hitter on their team who's projected to be a better than average hitter. Is it Mancini? It's Mancini. Yeah. Everyone else is projected to be below average. That's really horrible for your entire lineup. When you have guys like the teams like the Asher, the Yankees or the Dodgers who almost their or the twins who almost their entire lineup is projected to be better than an average.
2: Especially when you consider I'm looking at this right now, probably their best breakout star from last season. Hanser, you, H- Hanser Alberto, twenty six years old, hit three oh five with hundred and sixty hits. His OPS plus was ninety eight. Mm.
1: He's projected to only have a WRC+, which is basically the uh, how, how far below or above average you are as a hitter. He's projected to only have an 88 WRC+, next year. So he's, he's projected to be over average.
2: over 10% worse than the average hitter.
1: Yeah.
2: No, but that this, this is just my point. That and his OBS
1: is projected to be just 700. Th-
2: but this is my point entirely, that you look at a guy like Alberto, who was a breakout star for the Orioles, and then you dive deeper into the numbers, and it turns out he was actually still a below average hitter. And if you're a 98 OPS plus hitter with juice balls last year, as who walks
1: three percent of the time, who walks three percent of the time, three.
2: as the second best hitter on the team, that bodes very poorly going into next year. Guys, yeah. Well, you gotta talk bad
0: about America's team. I have them at 55. Wow, how'd you get that high? Um. Well, we saw last year that they were at 54. Yeah. I think they can get to 55. I never really have an answer for, for all these just like purely bad teams mm-hmm. that have no upside. They could win 41 games. They could win 61 games. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised either way.
2: And neither of those are going to make much of an impact at all. No, Baltimore at the end of the day is going to, is still going to finish fifth in the AL East and end up with a top three draft pick in 2021. Yeah. All
1: right. I don't think that's changing. Can we move to the worst division in baseball?
0: The AL... No, that's... it's yeah. The AL Central? Sure, yeah, I guess it is. The AL Central, Minnesota Twins, are at 91.5. I have them projected for 94. I think they
1: could end up higher than that. I'm not sure I trust the team entirely. I think they, more than anyone else, they benefited from the juice balls. I'm not sure that all the players in the team...
2: Squad. L- yeah. Bomba Squad. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure everyone on their team can repeat that. I'm not sure Sano, Cruz, everybody is really up to the task again. And... To be fair, they did just add Kenta Maeda. Their pitching is better than it was last year when they were throwing out, like, who was it? Randy Dobnak. Uber uh, driver? The Uber driver in the playoffs. They'll have Barrios at the top of the rotation. It's going to be a very good team. Kepler, Max Kepler, has been one of my favorite ba- players in baseball for a long time. Mitch Garver, phenomenal. But at the same time, I don't know. They got to go bullpen. They're going to win 94 games. I just, and I'm obviously going on the over. I don't know why I'm doing this in kind of like a, I don't know, tone, but I've seen people putting them at, at or near or even over 100 games, and I'm saying 94, 94 in this terrible, terrible division.
2: Yeah, I, I'm i going to... You said their, their over-under was, what, 91? 91.5. Yeah, I'm going to go right under that at 91. Really? I, yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, they lost Crone and Scope, who hit 48 home runs for them last year. The balls presumably are unjuiced. There is no way Mitch Garver is going to hit as well as he did last year. What he did last year was absolutely ridiculous. 31 home runs. From a catcher. And 300. That that would project that if he had got a full season of at bats, like 600 at bats. Would have tied Roger Maris. He would have hit 60 home runs, which from any catcher is just absolutely unheard of. I would never in a million years even project Gary Sanchez to do that. It's never going to happen. Nelson Cruz, I think he's going to kind of mirror what his last year in Seattle was, which is, you know, an OPS in the mid 8s He'll still be very serviceable, but he, I don't think... I also think he, too, will come nowhere near what he did this past year. Miguel Sano, at the end of the day, still strikes out almost every other plate appearance. They still don't have any production from Byron Buxton, and if you look at their record, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head's... Off Heads... I have one head off the top of my head. But um, the Twins don't do well when Byron Buxton doesn't play. They don't do anywhere near as well as they do when he does play. And I look at their pitching staff. I'm with you, Harrison. They have a solid pen, but I don't know how much trust I put in this rotation. Jose Barrios was okay last year and got eaten alive by the Yankees. I think they still have Jake Odorizzi, which is a plus. They're going to get Michael Pineda back at some point, right? He's yeah. Still, but he's still, he's still sus- on the team. But he's still suspended. Yeah. And Kentamaeta will be solid. This team is going to win the AL Central. I, I, think that is is clear cut. I just don't, I just don't think the bringing in of Josh Donaldson combined with the unjuicing of the balls and kind of returning to an even stacked matchup between pitchers and hitters is enough to propel this team
0: to what they did last year. I think y'all drink the Haterade. What do you have, Matt? Ninety nine.
2: Oh, my gosh. I'm okay
1: with... I'm, listen, I'm okay with that. They're projected for
0: one... That we're, sorry, they're not projected. They had 101 last year. Yeah. And that was with, you know, competing teams. It will com- A competing team. Cleveland? Yeah.
1: yeah wait till we get to Cleveland.
0: Yeah, but, like, n- now there is there are literally two teams that might win... That might lose 110 games. In their division? Yeah. I'm f- uh,
1: higher in the Royals than most, but we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, I... Like... I feel like their roster got a little worse as a whole. The Twins? Yeah. Even though not... they have
1: Rio? Huh? Who are we talking about now? The Twins. Sorry, Maeda. Maeda. I was confused.
0: But yeah, I th- it got a little worse, but I don't... I think combined with... If you combine that with the fact that their division's a joke, I think 99 wins too fewer than what they had last year is accurate.
1: I'm okay with that.
0: Cleveland Indians. 80... So today... Wait, I haven't well, said the number. Jeez. What's their number? 86-5.
1: All right, so today, the Cleveland Indians announced two things on Twitter. One of them was they signed Domingo Santana, good power hitter, good left fielder. He's mm. going to fit into their lineup, maybe with a seventh spot.
2: Takes no walks, strikes out 150 times, go on.
1: It it's a lot of homers. But they also announced that Mike Clevenger was having surgery on his name. Mike Clevenger, one of
0: the, their two ace pitchers last year. I was really looking forward to him this season.
1: Oh, man, he's going to throw at, like, five Astros guys' heads. I was not looking forward to him this season.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... You're lucky Bauer's still not not in the division anymore. I am very lucky, yeah. The Indians are just mad at the Astros over 2018.
1: We were clearly the better team, but that's what under the bridge. But, anyway, we blew them out every single game of the
0: season. Can Nobody question you. Stop getting so defensive. <laughs> Honestly.
1: But, anyway, I have the Indians... I had them before the Clevenger News at 85, which I thought might be a little low. Now, after hearing that Clevenger News, yeah, 85 is what I got. I got it. I got the under. It could be even lower than that. If you look at their the back of their rotation, because now they have to slot in, I don't even know who you put in, maybe like Logan Allen. Their back of the rotation, first they've got Shane Bieber, then they've got Carlos Carrasco. Shane Bieber was phenomenal last year, had a breakout season, one of the best pitchers in the American League. I think he was top five in Cy Young voting. And Carlos Carrasco, he's pretty good, but especially when he's healthy. They're three through five: Aaron Saval, Zach Plisak, Logan Allen. All
0: three of those guys are projected. Zach Plisak threw a shutout yeah last year.
2: The yeah, all th- Zach Plisak wasn't. I mean,
1: you. He was he, no, 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 no. And Saval was good in the little time that he had, but the, all three of those guys are projected for ERAs over four and a half next year. Yeah, I that mean, that seems about right for guys who t- really haven't uh, had the rigors of something like this before.
2: Well, I mean, also Plesac's fielding independent pitching last year was 4.94. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Savali was probably the is probably the best one you can project just based off what he did last year.
0: He didn't
1: strike out anyone, though. He struck out seven to. guys. per In this league, you really need to strike out
2: guys. Hyunjin Ryu doesn't need to. But,
0: but I but I say he does need to. Yeah.
2: Still, I mean, listen, seven strikeouts per nine is not that bad. He's not Randy Jones.
0: He's so, also not Zach Davies, but he also
1: only pitched 57 innings.
2: I'm not trying to say that it's you
1: know, and he's not the guy you want to have as your number three. He was barely. Not, even he'll a probably be there. He'll probably be there for. I would say he's just. He's only pitched over 100 innings in his career twice. Who? Uh, Aaron what's Savali. Savali.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's been in the. And that league was in, in no 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 in
1: his entire minor league career. And, and this but was his rookie in, year in yeah, uh, a plus an A plus ball and Double A ball. And that was 106 and 107 innings. He. There's no way he can be the number... I'm sorry, sorry. Not no way, but I think it's very doubtful that they're going to have a guy who, in his last two years in the minors through 140 innings combined, is suddenly break out into this guy who's going to throw 160 innings and actually be the third man in your rotation. It's going to be a bad rotation this year. The bullpen is also not very good. I project a lot of uh, sadness for Cleveland, even though they got Lindor and Jose Ramirez on the team. So you have a mid-85. I have an 85, could be lower.
2: You're crazy. 79.
0: See, I, I don't, don't hate that. I'm at 84, but like I, that was before Clevenger. I think it's going to be before
2: Clevenger. S- n- but I I would have put them at 79 before. I would have put them at 79 before Clevenger. Really? I, and I'm still
0: I'm, I'm, st- I'm still going with the the AL Central factor that they'll have. we yeah. they have like at least 30 guaranteed wins.
2: That may be true, but I'm taking into account that White Sox that um the. The bullpen is not very good. The rotation certainly has its question marks, especially now with Clevenger being gone. And I think there's some good pieces to that lineup. I mean, obviously you have Lindor, who's the best shortstop in baseball. You Second can, best. Do,
1: n- who's better, Bogarts? Yes, I like Lindor better.
2: Okay. Well, we can debate Correa,
1: that. I think Correa might actually be projected to be the best shortstop in baseball.
2: Next but year. So you have Lindor, you have Jose Ramirez, you still have and Carlos Lindor. Santana, who's the most underrated player in probably that whole division. Mil Reyes can... Swing the Fran millionaire. I mean, he he's got some crazy pop, but he's basically an outfield version of Miguel Sano. He's so basically
0: Hunter Renfro he, on a discount.
2: Basically, and they, they used to be teammates. Yep. And so it, it he's very boomer bust. So my, my point is that I just think that there's very little to like about the Cleveland Indians going into this year, especially when you consider that there's a very good chance that Lindor gets traded at the deadline. Yeah. So, so I I, I I think even taking into account the Clevenger news, I can't go higher than 500. I couldn't I couldn't go higher than 81, so I'm balancing things out that they might be better than we think, but I think they're also going to trade Lindor, so 79.
0: I have 84, and I think I'll probably adjust it to like 82 or 81 when I redo this stuff after I factor in this Clevenger news. Yeah. So next team is the Chicago White Sox. He's my breakout team, baby. <laughs> what are they at? Eighty-three-five.
1: Wait, what? They are? No, oh, then they're not my breakout team. I have them at eighty-three. I'm surprised have, they yeah. have them that high.
0: I have them it, higher. It's all it, it it, yeah. Well, I don't have them. I have a little bit higher. I, I'm also a little bit higher. I
1: was just gonna talk about them, like, wow, the Chicago White Sox is gonna win eighty-three games next year because they have uh, Aloy Jimenez. They've got Luis Robert in the lineup. They've got Yoan Moncada. They've just got a stacked. There's have got a Grandal, who might be the, who's probably the best catcher in baseball. And one of the, one of them. No, I think he's the best catcher in baseball because he's a phenomenal hitter and a phenomenal framer. I think he was number two framer in baseball last year. The number one guy was someone on Arizona. I forget his Carson
2: name. Carson Kelly? Carson Kelly. No, it was... John Ryan Murphy. Jake's something. I don't know. Maybe he was not in Arizona,
1: but he couldn't hit worth anything.
2: Jake Rogers?
1: I'm, I know who Jake Rogers is, but I don't think... I don't know. I could be wrong on it. Right. But anyway, not he was important. one of the best in baseball last year, and they've got a really good... I think going to be at least a good rotation this year because eh. Dow- I like Dallas Keuchel and I love Oh, that's right. No, lead-over. yeah, they have
0: Gio and Keuchel. Exactly.
1: And Aaron <laughs> Bummer, I've always loved Aaron Bummer. He's going to be really good in their bullpen I
2: this year. I don't know how you can love Aaron Bummer. He had like the third highest war for all relievers last year. Yeah, he's really good. It was like two point something. I'm not saying that that's going to translate once he starts he pitching it- in exclusively high pressure situations. To be
1: fair, he also doesn't strike out guys. It's only seven. 7.8 per nine.
2: See now, for a reliever, that's bad. Yeah, for a, re- I was, for a reliever, yeah. that's bad. But starting
1: 213 pit, ERA last year.
2: Starting pit... What?
1: 213 ERA. Oh, I thought oh, you said, said 13. Thir- yeah, that's what I 13 well.
2: ERA. <laughs> no, um, yeah, starting pitchers can get by with strikeout rates in the sevens. Relievers can't. No. Relievers need to have the kind of stuff to get swings and misses these days. If you're, if you're below nine, yeah. then you really run a risk.
1: But he was at 10 the previous year, so there's a chance that it was just a bad year for him.
2: All right, there you we'll go. We'll see. We'll see. So I have the White Sox finishing second in this division with 85.
0: That's exactly what I have them at.
2: I I think Giolito's an ace. I think Keuchel's a solid veteran arm for that rotation. I think if he stays healthy, Gio Gonzalez can be a decent four. I think the White Sox are really betting on Dylan Cease following the same track that Giolito did, which was be almost the worst, if not the worst, and then make significant changes and take huge steps forward. They've still got Jose Abreu. They've brought in Nomar Mazzara with a trade. Mister
0: Twenty home runs himself.
2: They signed Eddie Encarnacion. I'm
1: not scared of Nomar Mazzara under any circumstances. Though he's
2: Should not he? an over, he's not an overwhelming hitter, but he's a lefty with decent pop, and he's a solid outfielder. Very consistent too. Very. But they got Encarnacion. They got Grandal. They have Luis Robert coming up. I mean,
0: I cannot wait to see Luis Robert just absolutely mash. I can't wait to see an outfield. That outfield
2: as. So young it's slow him uh, Jimenez, Robert, and Mazzara. <laughs> yeah,
3: they're
2: slowest all, outfield in baseball. yeah, they're all slow, but I mean, man, the offensive upside of that lineup is, is ridiculous. Steve Seasek, they also brought in a decent bullpen arm. Alex Colomay is back.
0: I don't even know. I thought for like a while I was like, isn't Alex Colomay just a meme of a player? Like, especially when he was on the Rays, but he's actually kind of doing somewhat okay.
2: So I, I think the White Sox Robert? <laughs> I just want to say
1: this. Luis Robert last season in Triple uh, A at 21 years old for most of the season had an OPS of 975.
0: Man, it's good. Meh. That's really
1: good. That's really good.
2: That's pretty good. But, yeah, no, I, I have them at 85. I think that they made so many correct moves in the offseason, bringing in a lot of veteran guys who are going to be there to help coach up and mentor these younger guys. Kind of like Carlos Beltran in 2017, but also not like Carlos Beltran in 2017. If you know what I'm saying.
1: No, my my, what I'm saying is, this is this might be very optimistic. I think they might be, a not quite as no. good version of the 2019 twins.
2: No, they're not going to hit as well as they. They're not going to hit as well. I think the there's, the white. There's there's si- a
1: lot of pop in that lineup plus Tam Anderson. I forgot. Tim about. Anderson.
0: Tim Anderson. Uh, uh, if Grandal has don't another
1: don't great year, he could be that the Nelson Cruz that they basically need.
0: Yes, Grandal. He might, he might finish. Grandal a, walks a lot, which I like. He, he might. But he Grondal also bats finish. like 240. But he has an on-base percentage of like 380. No, no,
2: I, I, the White Sox. There's a lot to be excited He's about with this to team. He projected have
0: a 350.
1: That's that's
2: pretty good. Yeah, there's, there's, last year. There's a lot of things to like about the White Sox. I think you know they.
1: He might finish top 10 in the AL in WAR. Is what I'm saying.
2: Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. If he stays as, as strong defensively as he did last year, then... As he's been the last several years, yeah. That's definitely a possibility. I mean, look, the team won 72 games last year. I think the league almost unanimously has them at least at least reaching 80. I, I'd put them at 85.
0: That's what I have them at. I, I love Moncada, and it hurts me that...
2: I forgot about I forgot I. it. F- yeah, every make every, sure. he had, he every like
0: five war last year.
2: Every team we're talking about here, I always forget about one of these guys. Yeah, Moncada was 4.6. He was the second best on the team. Giolito was the highest at 5.6.
0: All right, we have Kansas City, 64-5.
2: Yeah, this is where things start to take a bit of a downward spiral in this division. What was their over-under?
0: 65-5, you said? 64-5. 64-5. I'm
1: over on that. I have them at 66. I just don't. I think they're going to be bad. I don't think they're going to be as historically bad as teams like the Tigers and the Orioles. I think nine sixty six and ninety six is still a very bad team. That's there's no hope of contention for them. I just kind of like their bullpen. I like the way that they're constructed. who's in it.
0: Other than Ian Kennedy, and Ian
1: Kennedy's pretty good. I don't know. I think I think they'll be able to keep him in a few games.
0: If Ian uh, Kennedy's the best you
2: got, you got some Ian problems. Kennedy was low key good last year. Ian yeah. Kennedy
1: Ian Kennedy's the, your classic guy who's like he's like their class. He's like a Wade Davis. Their new way, Davis, basically a guy except who was a he started for a while. Yeah,
2: except
0: he yeah, started closing at that. 34. Also, he was like second in Cy Young in, in like 2011. Yeah,
2: that was uh, one of the many. Failed Yankee prospects who found immense success somewhere else. Listen, they're not great. Maybe Bubba Starling or Brett Phillips will be good this year. No, um, I... Bubba Starling's 26. The Royals have been waiting for him to come to the majors since He's the start. He's the majors. Since the start, I know. Last year, I know. But the Royals have been waiting for Bubba Starling probably since 2011 or tw- when was he drafted? 2011.
1: That 20, that crazy 2011 draft.
2: Yeah. So he was drafted Jerical. nine years ago. It's about time. And Brett Phillips hasn't. Lindor. Brett Phillips hasn't proven yet, whether with Milwaukee or Kansas City, that he can hit.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm projecting them to win 85 games. I'm projecting them to win 66.
2: They have one good player on their team. Merrifield. Yeah.
0: Dozier, what about Perez? Gordon?
2: Sal Perez is coming back from Tommy John's surgery. Michael and. Franco, he, and, resurgence. Oh my God, don't even say that. <laughs> um, but Sal Perez is coming back from Tommy John's surgery, and he's not a good hitter to begin with. I think... In terms of defense, ex- outside of throwing, he'll still be fine. But obviously, coming back from Tommy John, we have to see what his arm looks like throwing back from behind the plate. It's such an important part of the job. Whit Merrifield is obviously going to be solid. He's the best player on that team. And I think what, ha- what I've been talking about with a few other players is going to happen to Jorge Soler. Last year, we had a beyond breakout year. 48 home runs, 138 OPS. He played in every single game. This and- year, the
1: ball get dejuiced.
2: I know that's what I that's what I'm saying like the balls are going to be dejuiced. I think over, he'll do a lot of what he did in 2018 OPS in the low 8s. He'll bat in the 260s. He'll strike out a lot. He'll, he'll he'll be an everyday player, but I I think it's crazy to think he's going to do what he did last year and he was probably the best pl- him and Merrifield, two best and probably the two only exciting players on this team last year and they haven't really added anything to it except for Michael Franco who doesn't make that much of an improvement. I know. So you you, you said that their over under was sixty four five. Yeah. What do you have? I, I I'll just I'll take the over at sixty five.
0: Oh, well yeah. Well, I know. I, I, I went the I went the other way. I, I had sixty four.
2: Okay. Yeah. We so all had them around the same. We're, we're all agreeing that the Kansas City Royals are going to be not that great. Wildly mediocre. Worse Wild,
0: than mediocre.
2: They're going to be wildly disappointing. They're
0: going to be a bad team. They're what just. Are you things? ready for wildly disappointing? It's time to talk about the Detroit Tigers.
2: Ooh, I got them out
1: of 54 wins. What's, what's
0: their over-under? Over 56-5. No, I'm taking the over.
3: <laughs>
2: Why? I'm taking the <laughs> over. I'm taking the over. What I, do you like about this? Th- Sam and I
1: clearly don't like this Tigers team. What do you like about this Tigers team? Now,
2: let me be clear here. I'm not trying to say that this team is going to do 75-80 wins by any means, but... What are you saying? I think 61-62. Is, is where I would put them. I'm at fifty. Oh my God! Why they won
0: forty seven games last year? I'm aware,
2: but they brought in a couple of decent, a- and, decent... and If
0: they played one hundred sixty two, they would have lost one hundred fifteen instead of one hundred fourteen.
2: Listen, they brought in a couple of decent right handed bats in Jonathan Scope and CJ Crone. They've still oh, I don't got like Crone at all. Michael Fulmer will be back from Tommy John surgery. They to, to what have a five ERA? Who knows? Um, they they brought in a. The
1: rotation is just disappointing overall.
2: There's nothing. uh, Listen. The big
1: signing is Ivan Nova.
2: I was about to say that, but then I second-guessed myself because it's (laughs) Ivan Nova, and he he hasn't been good since 2013 with the Yankees. um,
0: I just want to say. And Cameron Maben, too. Cameron Maben, great great story. Back with the Tigers after 13 years.
2: Yeah, but he's not going to be anywhere near as good as he was with the Yankees. 2017 World
1: Series winner with the Astros. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. But no, it's, he it's, was the one that needed the trash can.
1: It's real it's really <gasps> I know he actually used it more, uh, more than almost anyone. Um <laughs> How do you know that? Uh used it the most. Well, oh, some guy went through and recorded listened to every single at bat, and I just wanna say this, Jose Altuve used it two point eight percent of the time, as opposed to other guys use it like upwards of thirty percent. Yeah but Altuve time. used
2: a buzzer instead, so what difference does it make?
1: That's the only thing you might have. But whatever. Anyway, this is not the pod to go
2: over that. No, I know. I'm just saying anyway, that because I know it's going to bother you. It's real
1: funny seeing Yvonne Nova and Jordan Zimmerman on the same team when they're somehow the same age, first of all. And you're classic guys who just... For <laughs> <laughs> this, what are, how they're old are they, 33? 33. They're both 33? 33 years old. If you, <laughs> you can't see Sam, Sam just looked like he found out that, I don't know, Prince had a child or something like that. I don't know what... Would, and then Mookie Best just got traded back to the Red Sox or got traded to the
2: Tigers? Or, or no. The, like. He just found out for the second time that the trade's not happening because yeah.
0: now the Red Sox don't like Jeter Downs. Yeah. But the, but no, I would be much happier because yeah, that Jor- would mean we'd probably get dusted. Jordan an
1: Zimmerman and Nova are your classic guys. Like, hey, they kind of got the stuff. Maybe they'll be good one of these years. And one of, of them course, them they're threw a no hitter ones.
2: Jordan yes. Zimmerman was very, paid. was very very good from 2012, 2012, 2012 to 15 with the Nationals. He was quite good. Not the same level as Strasburg or or primetime Gio Gonzalez or max Scherzer. but he
0: did have like mid th- mid low to mid 3 year
2: and the, and the one year where it was in the low 2s and he yeah. was like top 5 in cy young and then he came to the to the detroit tigers and right. and found out what it's like to be a detroit tiger
0: exactly
2: no listen i'm not trying to say that the detroit tigers are going to be good but i i, I think
1: but it, but his 266 year we should say was in 2014 which was I in, know, East, which was Europe, Europe, as good pitching as 2019 was the hitting that's true. That's like hitting 30 home runs in 2019.
2: I know. Listen, the Tigers are going to be last in the AL Central, but I think they can get to 60. I think they can do 60. it. 60.
1: 60 exactly? I
2: say I said 60, I'll say 61.
1: I got 54, Sam is 50. Sam, where the Tigers are going to be bad? That bad, bad. Why are they going to be so historically bad
0: but somehow better than last year? Well, you said it. <laughs> They're going to be better than last year. Just how much better? Not very much better. Not not like what'd three wins the, is a lot. would you
1: have the OZ at again? Did you have them under fifty? I had
0: fifty-five. Fifty-five. Okay.
2: I am the one who had them at forty-seven. I had them at fifty. So
1: yeah, interesting. Interesting. Once choices. again,
0: you could probably interchange the two.
1: Yeah, tigers were worse last. Like tigers were noticeably worse last year.
2: Definitely,
0: but. Yeah. I, let's stop talking about the Tigers. Oh, yeah. okay. Let's, get, a, let's get
1: to the most intriguing division in baseball. That's not there. true. That's not true The, at l l Central all. the NL Central, somewhere absolutely. Somewhere. Oh, not absolutely. Absol- None of those teams are going to do anything. Sam and I are on the same
2: wavelength here. The None AL te- West is not as interesting. None of
1: the teams in the NL Central are going to do anything. I'm sorry, NL Central people. That's I'm sorry false. sorry for listen to this in St. Louis or Chicago or whatever, they're not going to be interesting. False. Also, my Chicago White Sox l- listener, my Chicago White Sox listener, Chicago White Sox made it this year. Hmm. You'd get excited.
0: Uh, AL West, Um, we'll start out with a bang. Houston Astros. Houston Astros. 94.5.
2: Is that really how low it is? Do you want to hear
0: what I have them at?
2: 75.
1: Okay. I have them at 93. I think the Astros, as constructed, are a very good team. The issue is, I don't think they're a great team. I think they're probably the worst of the division winners, not because of their lineup. In the AL. In the AL. In the You think they're worse than the Twins? I think they're going to finish with the worst record than the Twins. Maybe the playoffs are different because because they've been there and won there before.
2: Well, listen. The only reason that would make a difference is because if the Twins end up playing the Yankees yeah, again, the to make, yeah, that's Yankees that's can... Literally,
0: that's little, in my yeah. playoff projections, Like I literally said, oh, God, the Yankees are playing the Twins. That's unfortunate. Yeah. in my. Who
2: knows? This, this is... To echo what every Twins fan has been saying since 2009, this could be the time. It's not going to be the time. Okay. I know. But still... I'm if saying you're a twin the, the fan Twins have, have to be
0: hope. a lot better than the, than the Yankees ha- for them to win a series. I
2: literally have the Astros as one
1: game worse than the Twins. It's not like it's that big of a difference. I
0: mean, I have them as four games worse, but I mean, I still have them at 95.
1: Yeah, so I I have the Astros at 93 wins. I think they have a good lineup this year. I don't think it's a great lineup. I think it's still going to be one of the best in baseball because they don't have a lot of holes. The so you only think not, you, is you think Patrick? it's not going to
0: be great, but it's going to be one of the best in baseball?
1: I mean I don't think it's going to be historic. <laughs> I think it's going to be like in the 5 to 10 range. I don't think it's going to be in the 1 to 5 range is what I mean. Okay. I think they're just going to they're going to be several lineups that are just better like the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Twins or some other teams. But the one thing I really don't like about the Ashers this year and this is kind of similar to what we've been talking about with other teams is their pitching depth after the one and two. Lots of teams in baseball have really good one and twos.
0: Don't yeah. sleep on Brad Peacock. Brad Peacock or Halsey no, or, or, or or Katie. Jose or
1: Brad, no, Listen, Lance McCullough's Jr. as your three. He's very good when he's healthy, and he just came off Tommy John, so who knows? I still have like Granky. I know, Granky's the number two that I got. And Urquidy, you hope he can go a full season. He's never pitched, the, however many innings he pitched last year, he had never pitched any, 41. Anywhere near, no. Total.
2: Well, total.
1: total, including minors. He never no, pitched No, last anywhere, year he pitched
2: 41 in the majors.
1: Yeah, but he never pitched anywhere near that, including minor stats. And, you know, you're asking him to be the number four guy in your rotation, be like a better than average innings eater. And right now, Josh James is your number five because Brad Peacock is hurt and is going to miss the beginning of the season with the same injury he's had in years past. And that bullpen. I really don't like that bullpen. I
2: you've, love it.
1: You've got yeah, Asuna, with it. you've got Osuna and Presley at the top, but after that, you have a bunch of guys who are just kind of inconsistent. Devensky hasn't been good, in the, that good in the past. Joe Smith was okay. They lost Will Harris, who's probably their best reliever over the last four or five years uh, or so. I
0: disagree. He lost in the World Series.
2: He, no, he he yeah.
1: was the reason they got to that point though.
2: But then once they got there, he's the reason they lost it. Because yeah. they
1: overused him, because he was their best guy. Uh, listen, I'm not getting any real, real he got, he, slander here.
2: He got Joe Maddened. What are you gonna do?
0: But anyway No, he got Mike Maathenied. Mike yeah. Mathenied. I don't yeah. like the Astros as a oh, that's another, we forgot to talk about K- Kansas City Royals manager is Mike Oh my Matheny. god, it is. <laughs> oh god, he's like How is he gonna abuse that bullpen? How pen? did he get back to Missouri? That just had Who that just had, had, had to be pointed out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back 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 what to Astro. <laughs>
2: That's what I'm there's nothing there for him to works? Yeah, there's nothing there for him to misuse other than he'll use Ian Kennedy f- like goose gossage for three inning saves every other day. Let's other talk, than that. Yeah,
1: let's talk about the Astros. The Astros, Verlander, you hope he stays good, he's gonna be thirty seven. Zach Granke, he's thirty six. And he was he's definitely not been quite as good in the last couple of years. He's been more inconsistent. So What? Greinke, if I I must be a pessimist because I'm an Astros fan and I have to watch him play every game. Is that cr- I always was on like... I was There's always been, li- been a, buzz, always been a buzz
0: around his name, though. Listen to... Look at these stats over the
2: last three years. 2017, 17-7, 320 ERA. Listen to 20, this. 2018... Hold on. 2018, 15-11, 321 ERA. 2019, in the juiced ball pitching a decrepit season... 18-5, 293, 0.98 whip. And you're tell- and you're worried?
1: This is why I'm worried. 2017, 9.56. 2018, 8.62. 2019, 8.07. Because That's his lost strikeout velocity. rate. Exactly, he's lost velocity. Who knows if he loses more this year? He's 36 years old. He's not built like Verlander, who's not built like a tank, but is still a commanding athlete. Granky's a skinny
2: guy. Granky's not skinny. He's frail.
1: He looks real He's 6'2",
2: 200.
1: He looks kind of real thin when he's on the mound. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is just me getting it getting all out there. He I'm was
2: not... a 6.4 win player last year, dude.
1: He was 5.4 on Pangraphs, but anyway.
2: Whatever. That's the, the point is that he was ridiculously good last year, both for but
1: Arizona and Houston. But I was still very nervous when every time I was watching him, even though he almost threw a no-hitter.
0: Well, yeah, because he was your third best pitcher. That's fair. We did it for that and Cole.
1: Listen, I've been I, spoiled as an Astros fan. I just think they're going to be very good this year instead of the best team in baseball like they've been in two of the last three years.
2: I, I'm, I still am going to put them at 96 just because they we still... have them
1: very close. Ethan. I know,
2: but they still have Guriel Altuve. Hopefully they'll have, Correa, for their sakes, they'll have Correa for a full season. They still have Bregman and Brantley.
1: Gregman's projected to be the second best player in baseball next year. He the, the, is the second best player in baseball. And
2: and they'll still have George Springer and Aledmas Diaz. The wild cards for them are, see
1: Alvarez. are to see if... Alvarez, if, if he's going to be good.
2: Exactly. The two wild cards are, will the league figure out Jordan Alvarez? Because will
1: the league figure out or Jordan Alvarez? The question is if he can figure them back
2: out. Oh, I know. The Yankees The Yankees the had Yankees him silenced out. in the ALCS. I mean, He was basically... An, both DHs were a non-factor in that then series. Then he hit
1: over 300 in the World Series.
2: And I think the other one's Kyle Tucker, 22 years old, lefty bat, decent speed in fielding, looked, dec- looked pretty good in 70-something at-bats last year. I think it's time we start to see him get more playing time now that Marisnik is gone. I, I think between those two, they're, they're the wild cards. I, I don't think Houston's going to need to worry that much about their pitching staff.
1: If Tucker is good, then that lineup is just going to be too hard to stop.
2: They're still going to have Verlander and McCullers and Greinke. I think... Just based on, I'm basing this off of one five innings showing in the championship series, but Jose Urquidy's stuff looks. That was the very, wor- I
0: thought that was the World Series, wasn't it? it was no,
2: series. he he oh. shut in Game Seven against the Yankees
1: and Game Four in the World Series. Yeah.
2: yeah, he he looks he looks good.
1: I like Urquidy a lot.
2: I like him 96 for Houston. I think their bullpen will be serviceable, their rotation will be serviceable, and their lineup is still going to be one of the three best in baseball. Yeah,
0: I have him in 95. Let's move to Oakland. 89-5.
2: This really is the most them? difficult team to predict, because you look at their last two seasons, they've won 174 games, no, 194 games in the last two years. Neither season they were really expected to do it, but they did it. You said 89-5 is there? Is there? I I've got them, I've got them at 88. I'm being a little bit conservative here.
0: I'm being more conservative. I have them at 86. Have you seen their pitching?
2: that that's why I think that this really really good lineup is gonna be back there again but yeah pitching leaves a, has a lot of questions and I, I don't
1: like their bullpen
2: they didn't and they didn't add to the pitching staff they they lost Brett Anderson they lost Homer Bailey. they lost Tanner Roark. Yeah. they
1: but Mania's is healthy and they have a full season hopefully of Lazardo
0: and puck I mean yeah the Jesus be really fun to watch him but like
2: they're but they're rookies you never you don't know like sure. they they could look like they could look like Ace Lefties, they could look like Blake Snell and Clayton Kershaw or they could have Dylan Cease and Lucas Giolito type seasons. Giolito from 18 Yeah. where they have all the upside of being prospects but, but they're they still actually are Bundy. In the, for the league. Bundy, there's another one. Guys that are Huck, young I
1: think is going to be really good.
2: I think Lozardo's going to be loved better.
1: ever since college.
2: I think Jesus Lozardo might have the best two-seam fastball of any left-handed pitcher in baseball. What his two-seamer looks like as a starter is what vintage Zach Britton's looked like in his best relieving years in Baltimore. And he's going to throw that ball 40 or 50 times a game instead of 10 to 20. Lineup is still the same, but... Matt
1: Chapman's going to be one of the best players in baseball again.
2: Exactly. That's what I just said. Their their, their hitting is going to be very good again next year, but their pitching has taken a lot of steps back. And unlike in years past, I don't see any kind of depth that can really make up for it. If Puck and Luzardo are good... Then they're really probably no, then, we'll,
0: then they m- might get 90 or so.
2: Exactly. Then then they might you know outdo our projections. But if Puck and Lazardo have to undergo the growing pains of being major league rookies, then the A's might not might not even finish over 500.
1: Really? They won 97 games
2: last year. I'm they? aware of that, but look at how much they've lost on the pitching side of things. They've lost essentially. They also have Frankie Montas coming back, but you but know, I he doesn't know what to
0: expect exactly. Because, he
2: was on the juice last year. Yeah. Who knows what to expect from him? Do they still have Mike Fires?
0: Yeah, he's
1: their number one starter right yeah, now. Yeah, with his 4.97
2: 4.97 fielding independent pitching. Yuck. Moral of the story Oakland will be able to hit next year, but they have so many question marks surrounding their pitching staff of whether veterans will stay strong or rookies will perform that you can't take too much stock in it. I've been at 88. I think...
0: 86.
2: And you... Man. What do you they, have them at?
0: I have them in right between you guys. I have
1: them at 87. Because we all feel you know. the same. Yeah. They lost, I mean, yeah, they lost three starters from their rotation. They lost Homer Bailey, Brad Anderson, Tanner Rourke. And they're replacing them with guys like Manea, Lizardo, and Puck, who have all the upside in the world, but are not guaranteed to be uh, pitchers you can count on throughout the entire season.
0: Here's an interesting one. Angels. What's theirs? 85-5.
1: Do you want to hear what I have him at? Do you want to hear what I have him at? You ready?
0: I'm not excited for this. 89
1: <laughs> wins. Mm. 89 wins for the mm. Angels this mm. year. Oh, yeah. I love the Angels this year. I love the Angels this year. I oh, oh at, do
2: tell.
0: I have them at 82. I, I, I was
2: I, I was going to say 80, 83.
1: Yeah. I love the Angels lineup this year. Brian Goodwin's a decent player. And then you have... Who?
0: Brian Goodwin. He's the oh. guy. Used yeah. to be on the I heard, I
1: heard. No, I heard Brian Gibbons. I was like, I was like who's no, Brian no. Gibbons? And then you have this 2-3-4, which is so freaking good. No one else can compare to this. They have You go Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Shohei Otani. You thought the Rendon-Soto combination was good? Wait till you have Trout, Rendon,
0: and Otani hitting 2-3-4.
2: I mean, I think Judge Gleyber Torres and Giancarlo Stanton when
0: they're right is just as scary. I don't. Know, Bogarts, Devers, and Martinez.
1: Neither also, of those are as good as Trout, Rendon, Otani.
0: Uh,
2: I would put both of those up there. The Angels' tandem may hit for a higher will definitely hit for a higher batting average than the Yankees' trio, but New York's three have so much more firepower in the lineup.
1: Trout's going to be the best player in baseball.
2: No doubt about no, it.
1: Hot take there. And and <laughs> I and I, I, I agree
2: with that. I would put Boston's trio right up there with the Angels and the Yankees' ones, too. I think all three of those guys can hit over 300. They can all hit 30 homers and, and more. So— yeah, it's. I don't think it. It's one of the best two, three, fours, but I don't know if it's the best. And you look past that two, three, and four. Please tell me what else there is to be excited about with the Angels. You got David Fletcher. You
1: got Max Stassi. You got. You have Max Assy and Jason Cash are two ex Astros. A lot of ex Astros. Andrelton Simmons is still the best shortstop defender in baseball. But can't he's hit,
0: not gonna hit. Over well, he's seven. also gonna
1: bat eighth in your lineup. Maybe if you have a little bit of a Jason Castro resurgence. See, but he's here's a great framer, phenomenal framer, who's gonna get the most out of that rotation.
2: But here's why I can't take any stock in Andrelton Simmons anymore. He's a career below average hitter. His wins above replacement was just 2.1 last year. Even his elite defense, he wasn't that great of a player. Look at what he did his previous years. He was, according to Baseball Reference, seven wins.
1: He hit over over 100 WRC I know.
2: Seven-win player in 2017, 6.2 in 2018, just 2.1 last year. Last year was his worst season by Baseball Reference War.
1: But he also only played 100 games. But he also didn't hit, so. I,
2: I know. And, and... Uh, how can you talk about the LA Angels without... talk Without, without, without they're pitching. S- they're pitching in general. I, absolutely I haven't so. done anything. I'm not
1: going to lie. I'm betting on both Stassi and Castro being great framers, and then because of that You're Tehran. really
2: overvaluing framing here. It, it doesn't matter if they frame
1: if you the
0: pitcher You can't pitchers... overvalue Harrison, framing. it
2: doesn't matter how well the catcher frames if the pitcher can't throw strikes.
0: No, no. Or if, or they, or if the or pitcher if they can't stay healthy. Or if they hit bats instead of the glove. Yeah, I mean, well... They didn't add anything. They didn't add. First of all, they didn't add anything. Dylan they've Bundy. They Bu- never added anything.
2: Dylan Bundy and Julio Terran, they think, are going to be the pieces that solve their rotation woes. Give me a 4.1 break. 1 Do you know who's going
1: to solve their rotation? Not cool. Andrew Do You 80. know who had 14.4 uh, K9 and AA last and Not last year. Uh, maybe Double he A? Double A?
2: Griffin Canning?
1: No, Patrick Sandoval. Patrick Sandoval. I loved him. I loved when the Ashes drafted him. Then we got traded to the Angels. He was even better. He's been phenomenal. He struck out, he did walk a lot of guys last year. He 4. walked four 3. and a half, nearly four and a half, but he still struck out nearly 10 per nine innings.
2: Fantastic. What a strikeout sketch you if you give up 10 runs? You know, if your ERA is 5.03 and you're walking every other okay, batter. Okay, but his
1: home run fly ball rate was 21% last year. That is so. It's so far above what it usually has been for him. And the juice ball really influenced... Like, like he was in AAA last year and the majors. And both of those places were absolutely just beset by the juice ball. And so he had a home run per nine of 16% in AAA and 21% in the majors. But in other places, it was either a zero or it was in around 6 or 7%. If Patrick Sandoval, he stands to benefit immensely from the juice ball... Let's see how many innings did he pitch last year? Is he He's pitched 39.1. He's either right I think he's right under the limit. I think he's eligible for rookie of the year. I think he is. And he's my pick to win rookie of the year. Honestly, right? What? <laughs> All right. That's over my hot Luis take. Robert? Over Luis Robert. I think Oh both... my over Jesus Lazardo? Yep. Okay. That's why jo- I'm oh, the over another Angels prospect, Joe Adele? Joe Adele's not gonna get called up soon enough.
2: Yeah.
3: You're crazy.
1: That's, what, that's what I think. Sandoval. I think that the Angels are. First of all, I do think that they're they're gonna call up Joe Adell.
0: Um, but that's, that's also not gonna help them.
1: No, no, no. I th- I think at some point in the middle of the season, and because I think they're gonna need him because they're gonna be making a race for the second wild card, and I think they're gonna take it from the A's by just a couple of games.
2: Between the between the the Rays, the Indians, the White Sox, and the A's competing for the two wild the card. The Rays spots. are gonna make the
1: first one. I think we can all agree to and that. And then between the Cleveland... The Indians? Sh- you, no, one, no one thinks the Indians are going to be... We've all talked about how bad we think the Indians... You said they were going to win 79 games. You I know, be, but you never know. In the White
2: Sox and you believe in the Indians. You never know. The rest of... The, so many teams in this league are so bad that it may not make a difference. The A's
1: just might not be that good. The Red Sox probably aren't going to win 89 games. If the Angels can make it to 89 games with that hell of a 2-3-4 that competes with the best teams in baseball... I don't know, maybe like Bellinger and Betts and... I don't know someone else in LA, but I they might it might be the best uh, two, three, four in LA, and I think that the LA Angels are going to be the second top, one definitely top definitely top two in LA, definitely top two in LA. Okay, all right. Move. There's my hot take. What, what Do you guys? Uh, I assume you disagree with what? Angels winning eighty nine games. Yeah, you guys that,
2: that's not, happening. Where, not you, happening. where are you guys at? Eighty
1: two.
2: I said, said eighty three.
1: What do they have for projection? Eighty five.
2: Eighty five five. That's too high.
1: Vegas agrees with me. That's too high. Angels at 89. Lock it in if you're listening. Lock it in, bet the house on it. At least a hundred dollars on the A's over this season.
0: Moving to the Texas Rangers Angels. who are 78-5. Oh, that's too low. What are they at? That's too I'm at low. 78-5. I have them at 82. I have them at 80, 70, f- 84. I have them at 78 exactly.
2: 84. They're gonna finish above the Angels.
1: Really? What do you like? What actually, do, you know what? You what I want to say Rangers. Lineup. I want to
2: take something back. I actually want to lower my Angels projection from 83. Okay. I want to lower it to. I want to lower it to eighty. Jesus, I'm lowering it to eighty because there can't be this many good teams in this division. Is is what I'm trying to say. I because now uh, thinking about it more, I, I put the A's at 88, the Astros at 96 up at the top, and I just can't imagine four teams in this division winning 80 plus games. So I'm I'm being um, optimistic for the Angels, saying around 80. The team's just not good enough. I think the Rangers are going to be better. I have them at 84. I
1: love Joey too. Gallo. I think Joey Gallo is going to finish in the top five of the MVP. Underrated races pitching this year. Pitching is actually decent. You got Kluber. You have Minor. You got Lance Lane, Cal Gibson, Jordan Lyles. It's like
0: mm. it's, a, it's like okay. a, three, a three nine ERA as a as a staff.
1: Yeah, but also probably like a four five ERA more likely.
0: No, Kluber's...
2: as a staff. Listen, Corey Kluber may not be the maybe four two. Split for the difference. Corey Kluber may never be the Cy Young caliber pitcher he is again, but I not think he can nine. He can finish with an ERA in the mid threes. So can Minor. So, so can Lynn. So can Gibson. And so can Lyles. I'm Lyles a little bit. I'm on the. I'm Lyles. on the. I'm on the fence with Lyles. I agree with Gibson. I think that those four guys can all be very. They can all pitch like two or three starting pitchers. And if you have four of those in your rotation, and Jordan Lyles is serviceable, i.e., not quite as good as he was last year with Milwaukee, but close to that, then that's unbelievable.
1: Every single
0: one of those pitchers is projected to be above four. Okay, well, projections could be wrong. Also, projections for the fan graphs are horrible. I don't like them. They don't have anybody under three.
1: Yes, they do. Who? They had clue at 401, so he would have been very close to being under three. The numbers being a little bit different. The
0: only problem with them is their lineup is kind of bad. Bad.
1: Ugh, Elvis Andrews is one of the worst players in baseball, and he's hitting number two in that lineup. Poor Joey Gallo. They've still got Not Joey Frazier Gallo. Oh, door. Sorry. Andrews is decent. a door.
0: Oof. Yeah. And they've also God. they, they still, signed still one of my favorite things that he had like a 76 OPS plus in a year that he hit 30 home runs had it lower than it's a, really impressive lower than a 400 slugging percentage
2: it's really impressive but they 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 got Todd Frazier in there he'll be decent for one year Robinson Chirinos back he's a solid catcher I don't think Texas is going to be a very good hitting team this coming year but I think their pitching is going to be beyond good enough
0: to it'll, leave them into it'll, to, it'll be
1: fine I'm not there might be. I don't even want to say they're deeper because they have a bunch of guys. Who oh, are don't forget Danny up.
0: Santana who had a breakout
2: year last year.
1: Well, Dan, Dan, right now Danny Santana is projected to hit uh, cleanup in that
2: lineup. I don't hate it. I, I don't, don't hate it either it. after what he did last year. But look at what look at you know which two starting pitchers had the top two wins above replacements last Lynn year and minor Linden minor I don't Do think I think that's th-
1: gonna happen again I don't no, think but either that, but they can get close
2: I don't think uh, according to baseball reference they were both 7.6 win players I'm not saying they're gonna be seven win players next year but I
0: think if they're like four or five. four
2: or five yeah I think if those guys are four or fives they're
0: not gonna be four or five
2: I th- I think if those two are four to five and Gibson and kluber are two to four that's a that's pro- that's a that's a top, at least a top 10 rotation.
1: I think you're going to have a fine rotation. I don't think you're going to have a great rotation. Eh.
2: Yeah. Let, let, we'll have to agree to disagree on that
0: one. Let's move to Seattle. Actually, it said no yeah, way to I, ever. Let's yeah, move to Seattle. Seattle. I love the city. <laughs> no, I'd, Hate move, the team. I'd move to Seattle. I'd move to Seattle, except for the Six, housing 66. prices. 66.5. I have met at 66. I'm so. at 64, but I mean like... 63.
2: It's not a very good team, especially considering Miss uh, Mitch Haniger is injured yep. and is going to miss the first the uh, the opening game of the season. Just that team is a combination of major leaguers who don't excite me and minor league talent that hasn't proven anything yet. Shedlong
1: so. Junior is in your cup of tea?
2: Absolutely not.
0: Austin Noah, also not your cup of tea?
2: Absolutely not. I like his JP brother Crawford more.
0: Jacob Crawford resurgence here? Nope. Yeah,
2: that's what a Phillies fan is. That's what every Phillies fan has been saying since 2016 when he jumped on their radar.
1: Looking at this, 63 is just kind of horrific. 63. I like a Sheffield.
2: Mm. I think he's fine. Actually, like, I'm gonna go lower. 59. I geez. think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. I, 59. I legitimately think that this team will be worse than the Tigers. Wow. Especially with Haniger out. Now with him out, I would have said 63 with Haniger, considering how much time he might miss. They're going to finish under 60. They're going to be the second worst team in the league this year. They will they will be worse than Detroit and worse than Kansas City.
1: It's
0: kind I of can see it happening. It's kind I
1: of can see. like the Orioles. They just don't have very many good players on their team. I don't think know if they have any good players on their team. they like, one good player like got Kyle hurt. Lewis. I like Kyle Lewis. I think he's going to be decent. I loved him in the minors. and last year he Great.
2: You loved him in the last minors. Year he had a What's he done for WRC+? Plus. In the majors or the minors? In
1: the majors. In only 18 games, but I think he's going to be I think he's going to be Come on. You know what? You take what you can get when it's. We're talking about the Mariners. I I love Kyle Lewis in the minors, and he finally made it up to the majors last year, and he performed very well.
2: The only There's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that I think gives any Mariners fan hope is a first base prospect named Evan White, who followed first the first base prospect. Well, he followed no, he the really um did. the Eloy Jimenez path of being signed to a six year extension before he made it to the majors. White's deal is 2020 to 2025, and there's three more option years after that. And Evan White's not that young, I don't think. I think he's 23, 24 years old. But that's the closest thing you have to something that excites you if you're a Mariners fan. 59 wins. Yeah. I'm at 66. They're not going to be I'm
0: terrible. at
1: 64. <laughs> not great.
0: All let's right. M- let's move to NL, Atlanta Braves, NL East, 90.5. 90. Really, that's it. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the over. I'm oh, taking I'm,
1: 91. I really like this Braves team.
0: 85.
1: For, I don't know why I, I'm falling in love with this Braves oh, team. Oh, don't, Angels okay.
0: team. Don't, don't tell, Daniel. Please don't tell me you're gonna go high on the Mets. I am. Oh, of course. I knew it. I knew it. he's gonna go high on the Mets. Mets are projected to but... Guys, he made the worst mistake he can going high on the Mets. Well, what? It depends. It hey, depends. Hey, hey, on... This is
1: what the
2: Braves team. I know. Is... I know. When we get to the Mets, tell me the number and I'll, I'll tell you what I think. But not now. Let's. Let's let's talk about these Braves first.
1: They're projected to win 97 games last, next year. What do you think about that? 97? Don't listen to me. Um, Braves. The Braves. I love their team this year. I think they're just a team that's getting better every season. Acuna but they got Junior. worse this year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, their, they're pitching, pitching their pitching worse. got worse. Their pitching got worse, I really got like Max so much Fried. worse. So I really like Mike Fultonavich, and I love Sean Newcomb. I think Sean is going to have a really good year.
2: Sean Newcomb deserves to be a reliever. Max Freed was barely league average last year. Fultonavich was hurt, and he's been injured for so much of his career, except for the one year that he wasn't. Soroka they, is a right-handed version of Ryu. Sir, exactly, but he throws harder.
0: Yeah.
2: Soroka's and he's a, younger. He's only 22 years old. Which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, But... I mean, oh, I just saw his He name. got a,
1: he got a, what's a Rookie of the Year vote over Pete Alonso last year.
2: He, that he did. Oh yeah. Where's, where is it? Oh yeah. They signed Cole Hamels who is now going to miss a decent amount of time.
1: Yeah, because now they have King Felix as a number five. Ah, I didn't like that. Don't like that. But...
2: The only good move that they've made this off season is signing Marcel Ozuna. I like the deal. I think Ozuna Anvil is, and Smith. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Will I've...
1: Smith, I really like their bullpen. That's another reason I really like this team. Look at who they've it's got. not enough. They have Melanson, they have Will Smith, and then they have, I think you can get decent teams of Shane Green, Luke Jackson, Chris Martin.
0: Puke Jackson.
2: Listen, Jackson, Martin, and Green are so hit or miss. Jackson's really young. Chris Martin's like 35 years old. He
3: is and, really and, old. He's and,
2: 33. And Shane Green, I mean, he's lost all the velocity that he used to have on his sinker that made him a... Pretty good reliever on Detroit. Mark Melanson was wildly inconsistent, both with the Giants and with the Braves. They have one good bullpen arm in Will Smith, and they're not even going to close with him. They're going to start out with Melanson as the closer, and I think that they're going to regret that decision. I think they've got a lot of good pieces in that lineup, but...
1: I have Will Smith. I just would want to just, like, put him everywhere. Be the guy who puts out fires.
2: Yeah, I mean, he could become Atlanta's Andrew Miller, back when Miller was in his heyday with Cleveland. But I, I just don't—I don't think there's enough on this pitching staff to convince me. There's not enough there to convince me that the Braves are—
1: It's their hitting that I really like. I really like Acuna Jr. he doesn't? I think he's my—Sam has a sneaky pick of Juan Soto for MVP. My sneaky pick for MVP is Ronald Acuna Jr.,
0: I think he was really good. I don't that. think either of those are that sneaky. They're not, not, sne- not, they're that not sneaky Not anymore.
1: that sneaky, but I he's a really good chance to have a 40-40 season, which only like the Bonzes have done, I think.
2: He could also do or 50-50. That's, that's, what he, that's what he said. That's what he wants to that's do. That's what he wants to do. I, I,
1: I mean, I would not say no. And I love Ozzie Albies. I love Freddie Freeman. Michelle Azun, I have talked I talked about him the pod uh, last week. You know what I think about him. Although, I found out why he's not a very good defender. Just, just... The reason I was gonna stop started being a terrible defender is that his burst, which wasn't that great, it was like around league average, suddenly dropped horrifically. Like, he he didn't get that much slower, but he just got so much worse at just running fairly fast the ball. But anyway, that's why he was one of the worst defen- uh, outfielders in baseball last year. But regardless, I think Dansby Swanson's going to have a breakout year. I think he might make the All-Star Game. Last year, he was very good going into when he got hurt. In late July, and then he wasn't very good, and then his stats at the end of the season made it look like he hadn't actually had a good year. He really did have a good year. He had what sort of reminded me of like Alex Bregman at the beginning of his, in the beginning of his career, like in twenty seventeen almost. And I think Dansby Swanson could have a very good year. He and Bregman went one and two in the twenty fifteen draft, and even though he's taking longer to get there, Bregman obviously is a superstar now. I really do like this Braves team. I think they're gonna play very good defense outside of like Ozuna. And man, I just have a good feeling about them.
2: I love their outfield. Still have them at eighty-five. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at
0: ninety-one. You've at
1: eighty-five. I have them at ninety-five. No. Who do you who do you have winning the division? Just, yeah. Let's, so
0: let's move on to the New York Mets. What's the number? Eighty-six-five. I have them at eighty-six. Eighty-eight. I have an eighty-three. I I spoiler
2: alert. I have the Mets winning this division. I figured, at as, I figured as much. But uh, but listen. Give me a break on this. I'm not trying to say the Mets are going to win 97-98 games. I'm not trying to give a wildly outlandish prediction. I think this NL East is going to be the most up-in-the-air division at the top between the Mets, the Braves, and the Nationals. But I think right now the Mets are going to be on top. I think with, you know, DeGrom. DeGrom is still your ace. Syndergaard will hopefully make the corrections and kind of just calm down with everything, and hopefully that makes him a better pitcher.
1: Marcus Stroman's not that good.
2: I disagree. I think Marcus Stroman is a very solid pitcher. I think Pretty Seth, sure he had
0: like a one four whip last year or something like really bad. He I also
1: struck out he hasn't been able to strike out anyone in his career.
0: He's not a strikeout pitcher.
1: I know, but it's
2: the bad thing to be nowadays in baseball. He did have a three two two ERA, Brand, which is very good. Brandon but, Nimmo is gonna like him. Brandon even, Nimmo's I, gonna be back. They him. signed Porcello and Waka, who are gonna be your four and five starting pitchers. What about Matt's? That's that's the that's the question, I mean listen. Walker's probably going to be in the bullpen, I would think. Yeah, Walker probably goes man. to the pen, and then Mats becomes your five. And to add on to Seth Lugo and Edwin Diaz, well, Delin, well and if Edwin Diaz
1: is actually good next year. Where everyone is we'll saying, you
2: know what, Edwin Diaz figured it out. What if he didn't figure it out? He might not. I, who, we'll, we'll see as the season goes on, but especially if he does, there's a, it's a very, it's an, a very very good pitching staff. They've got Alonso, they've I got I do love their pitching. They've got Nimmo coming back, Conforto, Alonso, McNeil. Cespedes will be back, but we'll see what they get from him because who on earth knows. They still have JD Davis. It's a I, it's a it's a good team. And Wilson Ramos behind the plate, solid catcher. McNeil's very good, yeah. It's it's a good team. There's There's a chance. I I think they have a very good chance to win 88. They also have a very, very good chance to Mets themselves and finish at 83 or 73 and and continue to waste Jacob DeGrom's career. But I'm being a little bit positive on the Mets. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I've got them at 88, winning that division. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have them. I have their as uh, five teams. Five? Yeah, five teams within between 85 and 88 wins with two of them taking the wild card. And I have the Mets just finishing one game out of that. I think they're going to compete the whole season. I think it's going to be a very interesting race in the National League for the wild card. But let's talk about the team that I think is going to win the second wild card slot.
0: Okay, do you want to go with the Nationals? Unless you want to talk about the Mets and your 83 win prediction. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's the Mets. Anyway, moving on to the Nationals. Um,
1: 89-5.
0: 89-5.
1: These are your World
0: Series winners
1: coming back in with a worse team. They lost Anthony Rendon, maintained still kept Steven Strasburg, but I have them at eighty-seven wins.
2: I I also win better than the Mets. I also win worse than the Mets. I had I also had eighty-seven. I'm ninety. So you, but you still have the the Braves winning the division. Okay, I I, we're all relatively in the same ballpark with this one. I I think the Nationals are still going to be very good. I think that the eighty-seven very accurately accounts for basically this is the same team. Plus, yeah. this is very much the same team, plus terrific Eric Terrific outfield.
1: Terrific defense. It's a outfield. terrific
2: outfield. With Victor Robles
1: and and Juan Soto.
2: It's a terrific outfield, and what this is is essentially the same team, plus Starlin Castro, plus Eric Thames, plus Will Harris, minus Anthony Rendon. Put that all together, I think it's 87.
0: Second place. I, like, agree with you there, but I think it's 90 instead yeah. of 87.
1: I'm almost leaning towards what you're saying, Sam, because I'm looking at this lineup which I don't, I don't love, but I think it's still very good. And then I'm looking at the pitchers and the bullpen, which I think are both very, very good. Having a really good bullpen is really important to winning a lot of games in the regular season. Duh. But so I might even... I have them at, at 87 right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if they win 92. wouldn't be surprised if they win the division.
2: All right. I wouldn't be surprised by it either. That, that, um, I said <laughs> I have the top three teams within three games of each other. This division is going to okay. be such a toss up up at the top, and then you know we have what's left.
1: That said, Scherzer's thirty five, Emmanuel Sanchez is thirty six. You have Joe Ross; it's your number five guy. Strasburg's be
2: not good. young either; he's thirty one. He's third, which is kind of crazy. He's right? been in the. This is his eleventh major league season.
1: Yeah, but Juan Soto is twenty one years old, guys.
2: <laughs> Soto's twenty one. They've got they've got oh, Soto. Boy. They've got Soto, Robles, Carter, Keeboom.
1: Would Soto be the youngest guy to win MVP?
2: He'd probably be up there. I don't know who else. Is, like, did A-Rod do it? No. He didn't win an MVP till he got to Texas. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God, Juan Soto. What a great... What a great um, hitter. Oh. He, would be, he would be tied with a pitcher. Who? Oh. Which pitcher?
1: 1971. Vida Blue? Yeah.
2: Vida Blue was 21 when he won the Cy Young MVP for the A's.
1: So, yeah, same age. I, I think it's going to be a good... I think it's going to be a very good Nationals team. I hope, because I liked that Nationals team, even though they beat the Astros in the World Series, I, they still have a very likable team, I hope that they're a lot more like the team that uh, post, like, late May last year, that was the best team in baseball, basically, up to that point.
0: All right. Let's go Phillies, 85-5. 85-5. 78. 86. I'm looking at my projection right now at 87, and I don't like it. Yeah. 78. How can you have how can how can you have four teams in that division winning eighty three plus? How bad have, you have the how
2: bad you have the Marlins? I have four teams in that division. <laughs> I have four teams in that division winning eighty
1: six plus. That's impossible. That's nope. Not, My projections were. When has that ever happened? Um, has that ever happened? Did it happen? It probably happened in the NL Central several times. I
2: figure. Didn't no, it? four teams over eighty six. No.
1: Maybe four teams over eighty four. I don't know.
2: Well, even in twenty fifteen, when the. When the Cardinals won 100 and the Cubs. Pirates won 98 and the Cubs won 97, the Reds and Brewers were both terrible.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think there's ever been. But still, th- has three teams over 97.
2: Three, three, I can understand. I have three teams at or above 85, but Wait, four. No, we,
0: well, I had the Mets at
2: 83. I did. I have the Mets at 85. I have the, um, the Braves at 85, the Nats at 87, and the Mets at 88.
1: Oh, uh, well. I have them. I have the Phillies at 86, but and you're gonna not be t- be too surprised when you hear my Marlins projection is about 30 wins lower than that. Okay. So, yeah, I have them. I mean, because I have all three of those teams the Nationals, Mets, and Phillies as between four between five and six games over 500, and then when I have the Marlins at 23 games under 500, you can sort of begin to believe it. But I love. I want to talk about this Philly team because I think they're gonna be really good this year you're funny I, I think that's kind of a loaded team McCutcheon real Muto well, underperformed a little bit last year but I think it's being really good next year Bryce Harper seemed to underperform a little bit even though he ended up with what like around 5 6 WAR or something like that I think it, he ended up with four and a half. and Reese Hoskins I we hope can make a re- bit of a resurgence Didi Gregorius is very good he, mm. he was, I, don't get, I don't know
0: how he's going to be as a Philly I, I also don't know
2: how he's going to be really in a full a season after favorite, last year
1: though. but I really love that rotation I love Aaron Ola at the top. I think Zach Wheeler might end up being one of the best pitchers in baseball if he does what the Phillies are hoping he can do, which is stitch the sinker, add in the breaking, bo- breaking pitches. And while Vince Velasquez and Zach Eflin are really hit or miss... Mostly I, miss. Mostly miss. I think Jake Arrieta could have a little bit of resurgence. I Oh, my about this on the pod. goodness. He throws too many sinkers. He's got a really good slider.
2: What good, good is a curve. sinker if you leave it up?
1: Exactly. He should stop throwing it. He's like, he's, he should throw it less, throw his breaking pitches more. They work a lot better. I think if if Arietta is listening and Zach to Zach, the stuff Zach Wheeler's talking about and Zach Wheeler starts showing up, I think Arietta could have maybe not a resurgence, maybe not like he has like an ERA near three, but maybe he's an ERA near like 3.7. You're
2: contradicting something that you said yourself earlier on this episode. He has 7.3 strikeouts per nine. You've said that that's low for a starting it is, pitcher.
1: It is low for a strikeout pitcher. And but, at
2: this but, point in his career, 34 years old, coming off a season-ending injury last year, you think he's going to rebound? I think it's only going to get worse. This this it's is the worst contract the Phillies have signed in the last few years. I'm probably wrong about this, and my prediction of him getting
1: better almost entirely depends on him completely changing what he's like as a pitcher, which is very unlikely for a 34-year-old. But it happened for Charlie Morton. It happened for Justin Berliner. It happened for Garrett Cole, even though Garrett Cole was like, was like 28 when he did it. So I think that there's a chance. If, if he does that, then I'm intrigued to see where Jake Arietta goes because he obviously can't throw high 90s anymore. And it's not he's not the kind of pitcher he used to be. But I don't know. I kind of like the Phillies this year. Their bullpen isn't all that exciting, but I don't know. I have them at 86, which isn't gonna get them a play I playoffs, think I have to change my
0: Mets and Phillies predictions. I think the Mets are probably closer to 87, and the Phillies are probably closer to 83. Maybe
2: 78 for the Phillies. I I, I can't stand this team. Why I, not? Because they've they drop money on everything that moves, and nothing seems to help. Reese Hoskins stopped hitting after probably June last year. That's true. Um, so they lost Cesar. They lost Cesar Hernandez. Andrew McCutchen is 33 years old. What, he tore his ACL last year, right? Yeah. Always a wild card of an injury. Scott Kingery was very up and down, and he does not walk. Bryce Harper is going to be Bryce Harper. He'll hit in the mid-twos, OPS in the eights. Congrats. J.T. Real Muto hundred, is
0: going to be... $340 great job.
2: J.T. Real Muto is going to be a, a serviceable offensive catcher with his great defense, as we know. Uh, on the pitching side, I don't know what there is to be excited about. You know, Aaron Nola looked like... a Top three starting pitcher in MLB after 2018, and last year he returned to normal. Zach Eflin was bad. Jake Arrieta, when he was healthy, was bad. Vince Velasquez, bad. Your number four starter at uh, at certain points was Drew Smiley. Yeah. And he was better. And,
0: and Jason Vargas.
2: And Jason Vargas, who was awful. Vargas is, throwing, is like the new Jamie Moyer. And Nick Pavetta, Jared Ikoff, Cole Irvin. All your depth pieces. It's a, pieces. Bad it's a don't, I was listening to those guys as depth pieces for starters. They're terrible. There's nothing to like about this pitching staff either. Hector Neris is so inconsistent. David Robertson's not coming back yet from Tommy John surgery. Nothing's good. I don't know how you guys can have this team projected over five hundred. Yeah, They're so like... not and Zach Wheeler is not their saving grace. They're paying him more money than Aaron Nola, who's a better and younger pitcher. Aaron Nola
1: is nothing's good. good. Si Young
2: this year, though. Nothing's good on the Phillies. Seventy eight. Are the Phillies the new Mets? Yes. Absolutely. Might be true. Their front office has run that team into the ground with certain transactions that they've been stuck with. And then they decide not to heavily pursue, or maybe we, maybe they did, we just don't know. But they don't end up landing any of the big free agents of this offseason. Because Zach, Wheeler
1: count, Zach Wheeler counts as a big free agent of this offseason.
2: Yeah, with his, what, four e- uh, career ERA. I think Zach was gonna make Okay, that uh, that that's my rant on the Phillies. All they're right. not good. People are trying to hype them up. They're not good. You got anything on the Phillies
0: now? No, I I I like what both of you had to say. I I'm still there's somewhere between 83 and 87. I think closer to 83. Okay. Let's move Marlins 64-5. Mm,
1: I have I have that as an under.
0: I have an under as well. I'm going right at that 65. I have 61.
1: I got 58. I think the Marlins gonna be really bad this year.
2: They're and not gonna be worse than last year.
1: I think they're going to be really, really bad this year. I don't like anything about the Marlins. I'm sorry.
2: Listen, there's not much to like. They're just like the Tigers and the Royals and the Orioles and the Mariners. There's nothing to like. I just think
1: there are going to be too many teams in the NL that are relatively good teams that the bad teams are really going to get hit hard. Them and the Pirates are are just going to have such terrible seasons.
2: I think the opposite. I think the NL is so wide open that these bad teams are going to have a great time this year playing spoiler quite often. And I think the Marlins are one of those teams. How often they brought like in. Haz- the lefthander is Caleb Smith, which Caleb was, who was very not, good last Caleb year. Caleb Smith's not bad. He's a he's a big strikeout yeah. guy. They brought in Jesus Aguilar, Jonathan Villar. They got Corey, Corey Dickerson, Dickerson. VR, Francisco like. Francisco Cervelli. They brought in Yimi Garcia, decent reliever. Pat Venditti, the switch pitcher. Steven Tarpley another Caleb, decent lefty with decent Caleb's, upside for Caleb the Yankees They had a
1: FIP of 5.11 and an x of 5.05 last year It's not very good really? ERA of Dang. 4.50 that's unfortunate
2: he was very good in the first half good I think up he burned pitcher. out
1: good strikeout pitcher not gonna lie
2: listen just, this is just like what I said what I was talking about when I talked about the Tigers when I took the over while you guys went way under I don't think they're gonna be good but I think they can I think you can expect with the solid additions they made to their lineup they can do 65 not much more but I think they can do 65.
0: I just think they're going to be pretty bad. 58. Obviously, they're going to be bad. Yeah. NL Central, best division in baseball right now.
2: Most exciting, not the best in the literal term. Best in terms of excitement. <laughs> I'm so excited to see how this division yeah, unfolds. I got four teams with 81 plus.
0: St. Louis, 86-5. I got them at 90. Ooh. I have them at 89.
2: Oh, I like everything. What about was there? What was there?
0: 84? 86-5. Oh, I, I, I'm giving them 84. I like everything about
1: the St. Louis team. I'm
2: really surprised. St. Louis, one thing we don't
1: talk
0: about. They did nothing this offseason.
2: They did absolutely nothing. For the second straight year, they whiffed on every big free agent available when that's something every Cardinals fan wanted to see them do. Spend some money. Make that Giancarlo Stanton trade more appealing so that you can get him. Sign Donaldson. Sign anybody. They signed nobody.
1: Donaldson, they should have gotten. Not going to lie. Both times.
2: But here's the thing that we don't talk
1: about enough because some na- some things just jump off the board, some things don't. You know who was one of the best defenders in baseball last year? Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung and Harrison Col- Bader
2: and Colton Wong.
1: Colton Wong. The Cardinals are just absolutely stacked with phenomenal fielding. They got rid of Marcelo
0: Zuna. Fielding doesn't, Fielding doesn't win you games. Yeah,
1: well, but also the thing F- the fielding and bullpen.
0: Fielding and bullpen cannot win you games. They can, you can, they can only lose you games. Well,
2: the Cardinals fielding, good good fielding and relief pitching can. Not cost you that's, games, that's exactly the but they can't win you games. The
1: Cardinals had the best fielding in baseball last year, and they just got rid of Jose Martinez and Marcelo Zuna, who were so bad last year. Marcelo Zuna's one of the worst What did they replace them with? They replaced them with, I don't know, they...
2: Guys re- who can't hit, even if they can field.
1: Harrison Bader. Tommy Edmund is good. Tommy Edmonds okay. He finally has a spot. Tommy Edmond's going to play in left.
0: He's a
2: super utility player. He can play anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's like a Marvin Gonzalez kind of guy. Dexter, he,
0: Dexter Fowler is the other outfielder, I think.
1: Dexter Fowler, yeah. Dexter Fowler's a good player. He's I, Their right fielder. I Dexter Fowler's a center fielder. who's playing in right, and their bullpen again is one. It was the best in baseball last year. Carlos Martinez is lights out. Giovani Gallegos and Andrew Miller really good. Oh, Andrew like Miller John was Gant. John Andrew, Gant is very
3: good.
2: Andrew Miller was not that good last year. His well, ERA was four and a half. His FIP was five point one nine. He was an, he, his ERA plus was ninety seven. He was bad. Yeah, fine. He was average. Average.
0: He was he, below he, average. ERA plus ninety seven is no 100.
2: considering what he's being considering
0: what Relatively. he's.
2: Considering what he's being paid, That's disappointing. Fair.
0: That's
1: true. They expect him to be better, but also they're
2: and Carlos Martinez is a starting pitcher. We we
1: all like
0: talk. Yeah, well, Carlos Martinez is not a starting pitcher. He's our yeah, closer. He is. No, I'm pretty sure he's going to start games this year. He's gonna, The only really? reason
2: they kept him in the bullpen was to prevent him from like putting too much strain on his arm after he came back. Interesting.
1: But I have him as unless as their closer. But anyway, they have guys like Jack Flaherty, they have Miles McCollis, Dakota Hudson, who were all phenomenal last year. And yes. We can talk about how their are You fit, are
2: overrating Michaelis and Dakota Hudson so much. Their FIP might
1: have been higher than their, might call? than their ERA or whatever. Dakota but, Hudson's whip was L- 1.4. 4.
2: Yeah, it was. And his FIP was 5.
1: But the reason a lot of those things were so high last year is because of the Cardinals', whatchamacallit, because of their fielding. Fielding can win you ballgames, and I really like the Cardinals' fielding this year. I think Paul Goldschmidt is going to have a much better year than before.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm still putting them at 84. I think they're a middle of the road team. They're not. They're not a bad team. They're they not were in the NLCS last year. Great. What happened? Well, they they got basically swept by scored the about the World three series. runs. They basically yeah. didn't show up. That's true. Listen, the team. They're they're a solid team, but just considering what else is in this division, they're not good enough.
0: I have them at 89. I have them winning the division.
2: Yeah, I give them a 90 and winning. The they're game. not winning
0: this division. All right. What's next? Uh, let's go Cubs. 86-5. I have them at 88. I have them at 86. 80.
1: I love. I, sorry, not love. I like. I'm really the a pessimist face. in this you room are. right now. I'm take I'm being. Very- you're high on AL teams. You're high on the Mets. You're not that high on NL teams.
2: M- mind you, I, I I'm sure that your guys's projections like add up perfectly to they where they do. It, they do. Mine don't. These are just. Okay. I'm I'm just making like,
1: giving, educated guess.
2: I'm making educated guesses based on what I think about Hoping the teams. Hoping that
1: you're right, well uh, often enough that the fact that they don't add up is I'm up.
2: I'm I'm trying to be in the right ballpark with with these projections. That's
1: perfectly fair. Yeah. Ours add up perfectly.
2: Which much respect for that. How
1: close are yours? Just just asking.
2: I don't know. I'm coming up with these on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I you you guys it. are the stats majors. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I love it.
1: Um let's see. So I have the Cubs at eighty eight. I like the Cubs this year. I think Chris Bryant hasn't been that good last several years. I think he at He least was good last yeah. year. The problem he's is a he's going to get traded. Is he in a contract? No, is he in a contract year? is he have two no, more years? No, he lost. Was- oh, he lost his suit. Poor guy. But Javi Baez was the best infield defender in baseball last year and he's a like very good hitter. walk,
0: which I... you still to a very good do. hitter.
1: I- you Darvish is a really good guy to have the out of your rotation. And- ha! No, legitimately, you Darvish strikes out more than guys than almost anybody else in baseball. Great, like we—if you were listening to the podcast last year, we were, inconsistent. We point. would just like go over you Darvish strikeout sets and be like, "Oh my God, the poor poor you Darvish! he doesn't have he stopped
0: walking people as well."
1: Yeah. That's that's true, but insane stuff.
2: Yeah, he's he's strange. He, he's a really strange. What a pitcher. great guy. He's gonna be 33 next year. He he had 11 and a half strikeouts per nine last year. That's a lot. And he, he was had so the,
1: good. You would just—he's like the kind of guy who just go to his box scores and you're like,
2: "Oh my god." He
0: had was the str- what I would he had a Cubs fan.
2: He had the strangest win loss record yeah. I've ever seen Cubs for fan. like a, for his stat line and his win loss record.
0: There were, there, were, there have been some really weird ones.
2: I know he was six and eight last year in yeah. 31 starts.
1: Well, what about, 178 but, and Marco
0: Gonzalez? Had I think 29 decisions last year.
1: 29.
2: That makes sense. Hugh Darvish had tw- uh, The
1: Mariners 14. just
0: threw him out there and
2: hoped for the best. That's why he kept on getting him. Yeah. He did have 29. Hugh Darvish had 16, some, something
1: like the worst run sport in all of baseball last year. If it wasn't the worst, it at least seemed like the worst because he would have these games where he would be like, well, zero runs, one run, zero runs, zero runs, zero runs, one run, zero runs, two runs, zero runs, and the Cubs would be like scoring zero runs, zero runs, zero runs, zero runs, zero runs, zero runs. What else is new, huh? All right, so Sam... 86. Are we oh, about to get you do you have any words about the Cubs are we going to get to
0: No, they're going to they're going to be a disappointment. The
2: Cubs?
1: Yeah.
0: What do you have that? 86.
2: 86. I have them at 80. I just think that that pitching staff without it's without Cole Hamels, it's a year older. Their bullpen is trash. It's not a very good. They'll be though. able they'll be able to hit some and their starting pitching may still be serviceable, but I it's like Kintana and Hendricks. I like them too, but they're not aces. I like Darvish. He's not an ace. Lester I, will be fine. I think Lester's going to be the fourth best starter on that team next
0: year
1: Sam how will we talk about your absolute favorite team in baseball it's time
0: doesn't say that's actually bright future Reds (laughs) who are projected at 84.5 I want to hear what you guys have to say first
2: this is going to be my most optimistic projection good
0: good (laughs) yes we need more people on this bandwagon
2: I am putting the Cincinnati Reds at
3: 93 wow wow Wow. 93 wins yes
2: I I don't know why I don't understand how people are not excited about this Reds team. They are ridiculously good. They are ridiculously
1: they don't good.
0: don't walk.
2: What?
1: Who on this team walks? The, who on this team doesn't strike? Who on this team doesn't strike out a bunch of times?
2: Who cares? That's how the game works nowadays. They brought in Mike. They brought in for the lineup. Shogo Akiyama from they Japan. In Castellanos. M- M- Nicholas Castellanos. Mike Moustakis. Then. On the pitching side, they sign a solid bottom-of-the-rotation starter in Wade Miley. They still have Jesse Winker, who he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but when he plays, all he does is hit.
1: Don't and like then, uh, the, the bottom of the lineup, though. Don't like that at all.
2: You don't need to. They're not going to be a, ba- a great mean, offensive not... team. On the pitching side, we have Luis Castillo, who Sam I know thinks can win the Cy Young Award next year. Sonny Gray. Who can also who,
0: maybe win the Cy Young Award.
2: validated how good he is he's when he's not pitching. in ballpark
0: Ballpark, Gray is the hitter's park.
2: Sonny Gray validated how good of a pitcher he was when he's not pitching in Yankee Stadium. That's what I mean. Anthony Di Sclafani will be... Will be serviceable. They have Trevor Bauer, who cannot be as bad as he was as a Red last year. His ERA was over six. His FIP was over a run and a half lower. That tells you he was getting a little bit unlucky. And I don't think he's that bad of a pitcher. He's not your ace, but he's got great stuff and all that. Then in the bullpen, they've still got Iglesias, Lorenzen, Amir Garrett, Robert Stevenson. Nobody who's going to blow you away. They
0: signed Robert Stevenson is going to blow you away. Daniel. Also, a lot of those guys will blow you away.
1: Yeah, Robert Stevenson. Can we talk about Robert Stevenson for a second? No, we already did. We talked about it on the pod last week. Daniel, Robert Stevenson's curveball drops 51 inches. Or maybe 41.
2: You're helping my case here.
1: Robert, okay, I think we should... Our case. Our, our, you're, you're helping, helping our case. I have bright, the Red Sox Reds. marked at 85. I think Red they're Sox. Reds, whatever. I think they should probably be a little higher than Maybe it was a little too high in the Phillies. Maybe it was a little too high on the Cubs. Maybe give a, uh, take a couple away from each of those. Now you Reds understand why
2: I'm... Yeah. Pessimistic about them. Yeah,
1: Robert Stevenson's slider drops 41 inches, four above average. He changed his grip a couple years back. So he started he, his slider from 2016 to 2018. He threw it around 15% of the time, and that jumped to 56% of the time in 2019. Now, this is why I talk about guys needing to throw their breaking pitches more and start throwing their sinkers less because of what he did. He has a batting average of 125 on the slider, he's got an X-Wobe on it of 198. Do you know what the whip percentage on that slider is? Forty. Fifty-two point
0: one percent.
1: You're helping That's my case. That's insane. Robert Stevenson is going to be an All Star this year. The Reds are
2: going to win the NL Central in a
1: landslide. Oh land my god! Slide. He, Robert see, be in a so landslide. I'm slide. not
0: going that bold because I don't want to get shredded. I'll save that for my articles where where I talk them up. I have them at 88 and the second wild card, but I have but I will have them winning a playoff game.
1: Yeah. And also. His strikeout rate was fourth best in baseball last year, 39%. And I just Josh want to Hayes say, I've
0: been on this since 2017, and people need to talk about it.
1: Well, now they're actually finally going to be good.
0: Yes, but nobody believed that they were going to be good.
1: You did. You did. You did believe it. Well,
2: let, let's let's finish up the NL Central here uh, before I, before anyone kicks us out. wait, there's two more teams. There's two more teams. Neither, neither of them are going to have winning records in my book.
0: Milwaukee's at 83-5.
1: I haven't walked. I don't have them as a winning record. I don't have them as a losing record. I have them as eighty-one exactly. I can't figure them out. They're a team that I wish was better. 70, but I don't think it's be
0: horrible. i I've
2: eighty-four. Seventy-five. Woo. They have no pitching. I'm in the middle. Yeah. I they want have, you guys they, to
1: hash this out. They
2: have an overcooked Josh Hader, and that's about it. They've they've hate. They're they're off. Like Woodruff and Hauser. They're they're young with good stuff. They I haven't like proven it for a full season yet. Offensively, I like some of their pieces. I like. I love Yelich. Obviously. I like Keston Hira. I think Lorenzo Cain is going to be somewhere between his 18 and 19 seasons offensively. Phenomenal in
1: 2018.
2: I know. I, 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 Because I can't get a gauge on the Brewers and because the only players that I can gauge are either unproven or cooked to well done... 75. They're going to disappoint.
0: 75. That's a realistic. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to I, I don't know what to expect out of them because their division has changed around them and they've changed as well. So I'm going to go right at what they are projected at and I'm going 84.
1: 84? I think they're going to go 81 and 81. I don't know what I don't know what to make of them. I think there's a team which has Christian Yelich who might be the best player in baseball. Lorenzo Cain at his best is one of the best players in baseball. But he's almost 34. Kessinger, I think is very good. I mean, Eric so good, i like it's just they've lost a lot of guys they haven't really made him back but at the same time Josh Hader might be the best reliever in baseball
2: relievers don't win you games
1: yeah but he's a reliever they
2: just don't Josh Hader they...
1: actually legitimately wins you games cuz he strikes no, out 42% see. of players what
2: he okay so he's like a three-win player but that that's it yeah. also he's thrown like the second most innings of any reliever in the last 2 years well but at the same the time, only guy who's thrown more is a guy who throws up. 10 miles an hour lower than him
1: but Hader was a starter going up anyway S-
2: still
0: Pittsburgh time, sixty nine point five. <laughs> That's high. That's too high. I agree. I'm at sixty five. I'm at sixty three. Sixty six. Yeah.
1: I think Pittsburgh's gonna be so friggin' bad this year. Oh my
2: god. I I I t- I, I take sixty six because I I think I don't think there's a team in the league that I've followed less this off season than the Pirates. Granted, there has been nothing to follow them on.
0: Well, they traded Marte.
2: That's true. That's true. Other than that, uh, Josh I mean, Bell
0: is their cleanup hitter.
2: Josh Bell's but, a, good. but Josh Bell's a good hitter. The problem is that's where the goodness stops on this team I like, in the I lineup. Mean, they have
0: New- Kevin Newman and uh, Brian. Oh,
2: Brian oh, Reynolds is good. Yeah. Yeah. I like him too.
0: Polanco the- has to be
1: good. No, He's no, been never- saying
0: that for 12 years. We, he's not going to be good. No, I, I know. Mean, he has
1: to be good for them to be good. Kevin Newman has
0: to be good but for them But they're not going to be good, so, not good so, gonna, you know, so you know he's not going to be good. Exactly. Jared Dyson
2: is their leadoff? And they have nothing good in their... Yes, it is. They have nothing good on their pitching staff. Has played
0: appearance before
1: yet? Who? Jared
2: Dyson. Gerard Dyson's, like, 35 years old.
1: Yeah.
2: think of someone else. Jared Kalanick? I don't
0: know who I'm thinking of.
2: Anyway, yeah. The Pirates are going to be bad in the
0: 60s. There's no contest. Correct. NL West time. Boring division.
1: Wait, 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 wait. wait. Can we talk about the Pirates pitchers? I like Joe Musgrove. always like Joe
0: Musgrove. Because he's an Astro. We get it. No, no,
1: no. no. The reason I like Joe Musgrove so much more than other pitchers as an Astro is because he was one of the best guys at striking out guys and limiting walks. And he's been able to mostly continue that as in the in MLB. He's I,
2: just not that good. Yeah. That's a problem. I mean but at he's the same like time, the pirates. For the
1: last two not years, Joe cool. Musgrove, he walked one point seven nine guys in twenty eighteen for nine innings and he walked two point oh six guys for nine innings in twenty. And what was his
2: what was his ERA?
1: His ERA was four was is four four in twenty eighteen and four forty four in twenty nineteen. But with a three eighty two whip and still three point three war. I think he's gonna <sighs>
2: But if that's hey, the li- but really if like Chris but, Archer, really don't. but if that's the best you have, that's a problem. You I, need I know.
1: It. I just like I just like Joe Musgrove, and I figured we should talk about it.
2: Well, all right, let's let's get to the AL like there to the aren't NL West.
1: Yankees, you're like man. I wish we still had that guy. He's always uh, he underrated. Notice I didn't mention Colin Moran, even though I
0: wanted to. Dodger Dodgers, 100.5. What do you got? 102.
2: 105. 105 for me too. I, I, I hate to say it because I don't like the Dodgers. I think that they have... the No team has done more to disappoint their fan base than the Dodgers in the 2010s. What about and the Mariners? I, no, because at least the Dodgers have been good and they've been in the playoffs every year since 2013 and What's they just even more so for the simple reason that those two teams the Mariners and Mets may have been built to be playoff teams but they lost before they got to the playoffs the Dodgers have made it to the playoffs every year since 2013 and they just can't find a way to win I can't believe that their fan base is still loyal after seven years of playoff losses at every level of postseason play I think bringing in Mookie Betts is a ginormous addition I think it's uncontestable that this is the best lineup in the league it's a top five pitching staff you can't not say that
0: i worry about their bullpen and um all right can i just talk about the dodgers lineup very just you just did you did i did so we're kind of running out of time the dodgers
1: lineup is insane by the way have you gone through it there are no holes i know there's there's not a single hole you have mookie betts as your center fielder or right fielder leading off you have muncie turner bellinger peterson seager smith gavin lux who's one of the best hitting prospects we've had in a while. And then their rotation is Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler, David Price, and then Alex and Julio Urias, who we expect to be pretty good. That bullpen, they keep Ross Stripling. Blake Trident might be good. Mike Jansen. Pedro Baez is fine. Joe Kelly. Eh, yeah, whatever. They're probably going to still lose the World Series. It because, varies by the month. Because Aaron Judge is going to hit a home run off Joe Kelly, but that's neither here nor there. Ugh. Love this Dodgers team.
0: Padres, 82-5. I'm still taking the under. I give I'm, it a, I'm at 85. 77. 79.
2: Why? Because the, so much of this young talent isn't here yet, and so much of it is unproven, and I think as long as Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer continue to wildly underperform the value of their contracts as the two guys who are supposed to be the stars, the star, ve, veter, the veteran players who are supposed to be carrying this team, they're gonna, they're not gonna be good enough. And I think
1: I don't you know. know if, yeah, Machado hasn't been that good. Tatis Jr. For all that we say about him, I love Fernando Tatis Jr. He kind of outperformed what he. Really was as a player. He
2: was not good. He his was an awful Woba. defender.
1: Yeah, and his ex-Woba, his expected stats on Baseball Savant and all that kind of stuff, they were just kind of lower than you would hope for someone who was supposed to be the the, the next future star of the league. I don't know. I like Tommy Pham, though. I like Trent Grisham, but I really Brewers don't like their don't. pitching. Yeah,
0: really. Well, that's why he's on a
1: different team now.
0: But, yeah, then we have the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks were 83-5. I also have them at 85. I have them at 82. 87. Yeah, I like the Diamondbacks.
2: I really like the Diamondbacks.
1: Patel
0: Marte, GOAT. Eduardo Escobar, GOAT. Zach Gallen, GOAT.
1: Nick Ahmed is so good. Nick, Nick Ahmed. Ahmed's
2: a great defender. One of, one of the best defenders in baseball. Carson Kelly, Starling Marte, Christian, Christian Walker. There's a there's a lot to like about the Diamondbacks. I I think... Bumgarner. only The only, bu, the only reason that I
1: have the the Padres and Diamondbacks at 82 and 79 is because I have the Daughters of 105. I think these teams might actually be nearly as good as the teams in the other divisions.
2: They're just going to be victims of being in the NL West. Exactly, yeah. I I can understand that. They also brought in Cole Calhoun, Hector Rondon, Junior Guerra, there's a lot. There's a lot to like. I think if I think just because I don't think the Padres are ready yet, if there's any one team that can do this, it's the Diamondbacks. Yeah, do I like even, the Bumgarner
0: Do you think the Giants and Rockies are worth talking about? No, I they're both. The Gi- the, I have the Giants at seventy-one and the Rockies at seventy. I yeah. have the oh,
1: that's
2: I would put, basically what I have them at. I have them both. I would put them both in the high sixties. Yeah.
0: I just
2: don't think, think that neither team made that many additions, and I really think that Nolan Arenado's relationship with the Rockies organization is getting so bad that. Um, he I, th- might get I like Drew
1: Marquez. I like Marquez on their team.
2: Marquez is okay. So Kyle Freeland needs a, re- needs a big-time revival. All the veteran guys that they spent money on for their bullpen are getting worse and worse by the season.
1: Because they play in Colorado. I
2: know. And listen, they have Trevor Story, who might be, co- who might be the best shortstop in the league after this year, but Arenado might At get least in traded. The NL. At least in the NL, yeah.
1: But yeah, and the Giants. You said this about the Pirates. I would say about the Giants. since twenty Since the beginning of the 2017 season... I would say the Giants are 100% the least interesting team in baseball. There is nothing exciting about that team. And as a Giants fan, I it's think— It's just he, because the core that, that, that won thing.
2: them the World Series in the early 2010s kept sticking around while they didn't get younger and didn't really add to yeah. it. So now Ozie's they're— Posey's still on the team. Po, yeah, but he's a Elk shell still of his— on the team. He's a shell of his oh. former self, and Brandon Belt's never been that good. It, this is the most clear-cut division. Dodgers are going to win it. I think the D-backs and Padres can fight for it, but so, I'm not but sure if they will. They won't.
1: can fight for the wild-card spots. Yeah, they're, they're not, not... going to fight for the division. No. All right. We're, so, at, we're
0: out of time here. Let's, let's wrap this up. World Series winners? Yankees. Dodgers. Dodgers. It's gonna, The Dodgers are going to beat the Yankees. I'm sorry. I'm right. so, I am say the Yankees are going to beat the Dodgers. But I'm,
2: yeah. so, I'm so negative. Uh, I, lo- I can't. This
1: Dodgers team is just so phenomenal. The,
2: Do- the Dodgers are too good. Yeah. I, I think... No, no amount of David Price starts in Yankee Stadium will save the Yankees. We're
1: going to have another pod maybe in a couple weeks where we talk about specific, maybe player projections for the season, who we think might be some breakers, who's going to be in our MVP rookie of the year or whatever. But this was our projection pod for just over unders and everything. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you next week where we talk more basketball.